536 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be a beautiful day out there today. When I say beautiful, I mean beautiful. How beautiful is it? Sunny and a high of 74 tomorrow. Sunny and a high of 75. It's 56 right now in downtown Springfield. Let me ask you a question. Six inches. All right, well, that answers my my first question. But my late wife thought it was 12, so don't tell anybody. Your secret's my secret, Steve. uh Between you and me, I won't tell a soul. All right. Now, here's my real question. Who the hell is scheduling this show? Uh... Well, I mean, I didn't come in here expecting to work all that hard, but there's so many guests and things to talk about. I'm like, I, I keeps, feel, I feel like I'm gonna have to lie down by like 9:30. I just, uh, I said, you know what? Let's do Pig Pile Thursday, and I just pig piled all the guests. Scott Zolak, yeah, we're talking to him after eight o'clock. Brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Then you got Nate Costa from the Springfield Thunderbirds. Loads of Thunderbird stuff to talk about. Yeah, loads. And then you got former meteorologist Nick Morganelli going to be on the show. Are we going to sing that Macarena song? Hey, hey Morganelli. I don't know if he. Uh, I don't know if he's good with that. Well, we'll you have know to what? test him. We're going to have to find out. There's that, and there's more, including uh, tickets to the uh, the uh, McRae's tickets to McRae's farm. Oh yeah, the uh, the the, the uh, what is it? The Scream Park. <laughs> The Monster Mash Screen Park. There I should probably pull that up on my screen so yeah, I know the hell I'm talking Monster about. Monster Mash Screen Park. We got tickets for that. We got, we got all kinds of stuff going on today. This is like a big circus. It's 5.37. We're back to Nagel on Rock 102. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Hocus Pocus 2. Seems like a harmless enough movie, doesn't it, Bax? Um, I'm gonna take your word for it. I didn't see one or two. Well, be warned, it could be a gateway that allows Satan into your home. That's according to a mother in Texas named Jamie Gooch. Which, first of all, I wouldn't trust that person with that name. What, Jamie? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Who went viral with a warning on social media. And in an interview with her local TV station, she said, quote, A worst case scenario is you unleash hell on your kids and in your home. (sighs) The whole movie is based on witches harvesting children for blood sacrifices. Yeah. She, she added, quote, Do not watch this film. Everybody thinks it's fake and innocent, but they could be casting any type of spell that they want to. Anything could be coming through that TV screen into your home. Is it possible that we're dealing with an idiot? Could be. Uh, you know, the only thing that that movie is dangerous of doing is uh, rehashing a movie that wasn't even good to begin with. Which is really the knock on the whole thing. It's like, you know, why... Why are we making a, another one of these? I don't know, but not surprisingly, Jamie and her family have not participated in Halloween for at least five years. Mm. It graves me, the thought of exposing our kids to all that darkness. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Hard to argue. The uh, producers of Rust, including Alec Baldwin, have settled the wrongful death lawsuit filed by the husband of cinematographer Helena Hutchins. Uh, filming will resume in January, but criminal charges could still be filed. They really want to make this movie. It's like it's like cut your losses, man. Like, can't you just write that off on uh, on your taxes at the end of the year? Going, hey, this didn't work out. Well, you know the thing is, when you when you uh, invest that much money into a movie, 
you kind of want to make your money back. And if you're investing in a movie in which there are lawsuits popping up all over the place, you really want to make your money back. But I have no desire to go see that movie. Like, no, either do I. But but you, but when you know something bad happened on it, mm. aren't you at least a little bit curious about what was going on? Yeah, I'll wait till it's uh, ten years from now and it's on TBS twenty four hours a day. Well, there it's you go. The Alec Baldwin Rust Marathon. Because we have nothing <laughs> else to put on TV right now. Uh, it's like Brandon Lee and The Crow. It wasn't really that good of a movie, but people watched it because they knew he died on the set. Yeah, right. right. That's right. That's, that's it. Uh, Christian, yeah, but that dead person's not going to be in the film. Yeah, but it, it, he yeah. starred in the film. Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, it was uh, someone off right. off camera, but there's lots of Baldwin. Lots of Baldwin. Wall-to-wall Baldwin. Uh, Christian Bale and Leo DiCaprio gets... Uh, or Le- Christian Bale said Leo DiCaprio gets offered roles first, and everyone around their age owes their careers to Leo for passing on whatever project he didn't want. Ooh. That's kind of a harsh criticism. It is. Because what if Leo wasn't good for some of those roles and it was way better with the other person in there? I couldn't see uh, Leo DiCaprio being Batman. Not a, not a chance. But I could see I could see uh, the other guy being Batman all day long. Christian Bale? Yeah, he was oh, fantastic. Yeah, he was the best Batman. Uh, Cheryl Burke and her ex-husband Matthew Lawrence have one issue left to settle in their uh, divorce. Uh, their dog, Isabella, custody of that. Cheryl says it's headed to court because, quote, I couldn't imagine my life without her. Will the dog be forced to take the stand? Probably. Uh, who do you want to stay with? <laughs> Paul McCartney is the most loved member of the Beatles, according to a YouGov poll. What the hell is YouGov? I don't know, but since there are only two remaining Beatles... You kind of got a 50-50 shot of guessing which one's your favorite. Uh, and the three most popular songs of theirs are? Of the Beatles? Uh, Revolution number nine. Nope. Old Blah D, Old Blah Da. Nope. And Maxwell Silver Hammer. Nope. Yesterday, Here Comes the Sun and Hey Jude. All right. Okay. I if you want to you go with those. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne came out with a makeup collection with Rock and Roll Beauty. It's available now and includes items like a bat-shaped eyeshadow eye palette, a gothic handheld mirror, and temporary tattoos. He almost makes you want to doll up. Yeah, that would be... Uh, if I were going to get into makeup, it'd be his line first. Wait, he's like the new Nogzima girl? Well, the, <laughs> that's right. Because he's so, he's so fresh-faced yeah, and alive. Yeah. So footloose and fancy-free. Uh, do you ever wonder what bands are popular with serial killers? Do I? It's all over the map, really. Jeffrey Dahmer was Black Sabbath fan. Can't blame him. Great uh, band. John Wayne Gacy like Ario Speedwagon. He's, yeah, of course. I heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend that you got kids buried in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep on burying you. And uh, Eileen Warnos uh, was uh, into 10,000 Maniacs. She killed about 10,000 maniacs. Well, uh, when in Rome or when in Texas. <laughs> she just wanted to fit whatever. in. That was it. Jaden Smith walked out of uh, Kanye uh, West fashion show because of his White Lives Matter shirt. He said, quote, I had to dip. I don't care who it is. I don't feel that message. I am out of here. We'll hear from Kanye in a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, good. But yeah. Is he allowed to speak? 
I, I think he might be. Oh, good. A little bit. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, Kanye West wearing a White Lives Matter shirt was like... Uh, somebody compared it to something, and now I can't remember it. It was a great line. You know what? I'll think of it, and I'll have it for you tomorrow. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tomorrow's Hollywood trash. Yeah. Uh, Alana Springsteen. Is that Bruce's daughter? Probably. She got a FaceTime call from some country star called Luke Bryan telling her she'll be making her Grand Ole Opry debut on October 18th. It also happens to be her 22nd birthday. Well, that's a nice gift. Uh, is Alana Springsteen, if that's if that's his daughter, does he, uh, does, he, does he sing that I'm on fire song to her? I think there are other ones he can choose. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, that's not going to be the daddy-daughter dance at her wedding. <laughs> Hey, uh, Kim Kardashian, uh, her micro mini dress is made of all vintage belts. Really? Yeah. She said... Oh, she must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had a vintage belt was when Ray J gave me a Kentucky nut buckle from his jock roach and that sex tape you can purchase on Uport for $39.95. Never had a jock roach. Wow, you uh, cure that up. Yeah. Caitlin? Well, I never got that down and dirty with her mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her the soggy wall burn. <laughs> That's a golden shower through the glory hole. Okay, sure, right. I got a little Colorado Kool-Aid. Yeah, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I put a horsey sauce all over the roast beef rainbow. <laughs> and Kanye? How does she want half of everything? How are you supposed to split a Raptor right down the middle? You can't do it. And not just one Raptor, 76 of them. Half of 76 is half of what that number was. <laughs> Such an injustice. I think there's decimals in there somewhere. <laughs> it could be decimals in there. <laughs> yes. That's a Hollywood t Raz Rock 102. Ah! It feels classic rock at 610. And Whitesnake with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be nice and sunny today with a high of 74. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 75. It's 56 right now in downtown Springfield. So last night was a big bonk and smoke at the log cabin. Uh-huh. They gave us the big room. Yeah, the big room. And I actually went to the uh, the smaller room thinking, well, that's where it's going to be. Because yeah. I saw a table down there, and I just you know just thought a muscle memory went down there. Yeah. Big AAA event down there. Ah. And I thought for a moment, well, you know, my membership is up to date, but I wonder if I could uh, sign up. And if I got into an accident or my car was stalled, yeah. would anybody in that AAA party be able to tow my car? Yeah. Uh you should walk into that place and go, hey, how many tires I got to blow before one of you uh, one of you guys wants to jack me up? I don't know if that would have been an appropriate place to do it. Oh, but. Yeah, what do you bring for uh, material to a AAA uh, conference? <laughs> I don't know if they, I don't know what kind of entertainment they had. I wasn't going to be it, though. Your, your reference, what's your reference number? <laughs> that's how you get it. That's your ticket. You had to call in for a call. Here's, here's my card. Uh, but yeah, it was a very nice event as uh, as as tradition uh, at the log cabin. You know, uh, it, it is a very nice event. You know, it's a bunch of smelly, sophisticated people like us going into a nice place like the log cabin, yeah, smoking a few stogies, eating a good uh, a good round of grub. Man, that food was good. Dude. It's uh, usually pretty good. Like I mean, pot roast or something they had there. Yeah, that was good. With the mac and cheese. That was good. And then there was some kind of chicken thing that was good, too. It was like a chicken Florentine or something like that. I don't. Uh, I don't. I didn't even know. I, I didn't even read the card. Yeah. Usually, they've got like a card about what's in it. I didn't. I didn't even read that. I was a little bummed though uh, that the ice cream wasn't out like right after dinner. Like they were waiting until eight o'clock for that. 
See, I didn't even realize they were that there was. I didn't see any dessert. Oh, there was table. Huge, I didn't even I, see it. It was at the ice cream Sunday bar, which they do oh, so well yeah. up there. Yeah, no, I missed that to, one. You get to pick your ice cream, and then they have like M and M's and Oreos uh, and hot fudge yeah. and caramel and all that yeah. other stuff. Right? That lasted until about uh, seven fifteen. Yeah. So I got there like around like quarter to six. Left at seven fifteen. I thought that's yeah, that's a good amount of. That's a good amount of my very valuable time. I was about there to let. Uh, well, I got there later. Uh, I got there. I left there about uh, twenty after eight, I think. Well, you had ones. another event early. Yeah, I went over to the uh, the Springfield Elks Lodge number sixty one. You know where that is? I makes, do. Makes number sixty uh, look like a clubhouse. Right. Uh, yeah, I'll read the story here. Springfield Elks Lodge sixty one hosted the Springfield Police Department uh, for a celebrity bartending event Wednesday evening, raising money for both organizations. Local celebrities serve drinks at the lodge with proceeds going to the Elks National Foundation, Springfield Together, and the Springfield C3 Police Program. The partnership between city police and the Springfield Together, yada, yada, yada. And then uh, they they name uh, the celebrities. Mayor Dom Dom, Fire Commissioner B.J. Calvey, mm-hmm. and uh, Police Commissioner, which she's no longer the commissioner, it's superintendent now, right. Cheryl Clapper. We're, we're among the local celebrities participating uh, last night. Well, no, wait a minute. I don't see Steve don't Nagel, see on, Steve here Nagel on that list anywhere. I don't see some other guy that yeah. might have been uh, on the list, too. Uh, I, I don't see any of that. You know, whenever I've done a celebrity bartending yeah. event, and I've done my share of them over the years, I'm always kind of uh, dumbfounded by what defines a celebrity. Yeah. I mean, you know, if it's like a, if it's like a lo- local politician... Or like a radio, you know, radio people or TV people. Okay, well then, yeah, I can I can see you making the distinction. Yeah. But when it's somebody else, like the assistant manager of a bank, or you know, like a, an insurance agent who's right faces on a business card or a realtor, uh, that's not. Uh, I don't really. I don't really put those people on the uh, on the uh, on the red carpet per se. You know what I mean? Like that, that yeah. doesn't seem like a celebrity to me, but you naming all those other people, Dom Sarno aside, and and no disrespect to B.J. Calvi or Cheryl Clapperwood, I like both of them quite a lot. Yeah. But on the uh, on the on the spectrum of celebrity, yeah, I would think a local radio icon gets top billing, nah, like yourself. God. What do you? What, what, I I never really cared about the name. Like I don't care about the name being mentioned i don't really care steve about your, that. your your false modesty is uh, inspiring it's but not i mean false. when, it, when it comes to celebrity bartending yeah is there anyone bigger than you um other than the uh, than, than uh, dom sarno no, i don't think so no not a, not locally not anymore i remember i did a uh, a celebrity bartending event at uh plan b uh it's going back a few years right with um with brad shepherd Okay. It was for Junior Achievement of Western sure. Massachusetts. Great organization. Mm-hmm. Brad Shepard and John DeLiva from uh, Marketing Genius from the Hall of Fame, right? <laughs> okay. And uh, and we we were we had to. It was one of these like who who gets the most money in the jar? Like, oh, who yeah. is the most popular one? You know, and uh, John DeLiva had his uh, his group of uh, people that he that he had there uh, putting money in his jar. And sure. Uh, uh, Brad Shepard. Where had, did he park his car, by the way? Huh? Where did he park his car? Oh, he there was no room. In, uh, he had to take a shuttle <laughs> from City Hall. 
Wait, and there's no parking outside of City Hall, so uh, yeah, no kidding. On a curb, Any, I think. Anyway, anyway uh, the buckets were getting f- well. My bucket was getting filled, and uh, John DeLeva's bucket was getting filled. Brad Shepard was having a little bit of a hard time, and then he was making the argument that there was just more money, like bigger bills were in there. I see. Yeah. So yeah. I said, well, let me make some change for you, and I took his bucket and I dumped it into mine. <laughs> And then he got really, really angry at me that I did that. And I'm really? Like, yeah. And so I'm like, going to the same place. And I'm like, who cares? It's money for this charity. I'm just being funny. That's how I'm funny. Yeah, see? Yeah. yeah. I put your money in my bucket, so it makes it look like I got all the money. <laughs> you know why? I, I I've just figured out why I keep getting asked to do these things. Yeah. Because when it comes to celebrity bartending event, the one thing that I don't do yeah. is any level of bartending. No, yeah, I was uh, I was expecting not to do that, like to do what you're talking about, yeah, walking around with a bucket. So what I do is I usually take a, like a like a bucket and like a muddle, right? Yeah. And I start banging on the on the bucket, annoying the living crap out of people, and shaking them down for for money. Mm-hmm. Because why should you only expect people who are immediately around the bar to be the ones to donate? There's loads of people all around the building just sitting there with their money, not donating. Yeah, those are the people I go after. Yeah. So I'll go around. I'll go around the bar two or three times. I'll fill the bucket up, and people are like, "Oh, I can't believe how much money you raised." I said, "It's simple. Yeah, do the math. If you got a, if you got only like twenty people around the bar tops." In a room that's got another 200 people behind you. Yeah. Guess where the money's at? Right. It ain't around the bar. No, you got to go around and uh, stick out the horse trough and tell people, hey, uh, put, the, put the money in here. Put it- I <laughs> remember years ago, uh, Marty and I did uh, a celebrity bartending thing at, uh, at, uh, at Victor Bruno's place mm-hmm. at Adolfo's. And, uh, you know, Marty and I are having a great time. We always do. And, uh, you know, he's he's legitimately bartending. And yeah. I said, hold on a second. I'll be right back. And I do exactly what I normally do. And I come back with a big, giant bucket full of cash. He said, how'd you get that? I said, dude. You just got to walk around and ask. That's where the money making is. Yeah. You're he- you're here to collect money for a charity. It's not a contest. It's hey. like. I want to. I want to see money go into the pockets of the uh, of the charity. And 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 here's the thing. It's like you're right. You're going to get more money doing that. And frankly, you're in the way of these bartenders who know what they're doing. Like I bartended a little bit years ago, but I wasn't very good at it. Yeah. It was you know it was like beer or like a shot of whiskey. I could pour it for you, but mm-hmm. you know when you start getting into the complicated drinks, forget about it. But you know, it's it, it is better what you're saying. Your method is yeah. to go around and collect those donations. The the bartending thing, I have no problem. I mean, I can I can pour a beer, I can mix a drink. That's fine. Where I feel like I'm totally out of my element is when yeah. I have to ask somebody to pay for their drink. Yeah, and I have to figure out a cash register. Yeah, that's somebody else's uh, thing. I can't do that. Worth or if someone says, yeah, put it on my tab. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, right. How am I supposed, am I supposed to, to do that? that? Well, the, the nice thing about this one was that the bartenders at the Elks, it was upstairs in the big room. It wasn't down in their lounge. In the, uh, where the bingo is? Yeah, where the bingo usually is for the uh, the sheriff's pick. Well, they don't even, they don't do, even that do that anymore. anymore. But they still uh, got the bingo. But yeah, it's in the big hall upstairs, and uh, you know, it was they had a band going. Uh, there was a, it was a pretty you know elaborate night that they had going yeah. on there uh, for a good cause, and um, I don't even know where I was going with that. I don't even. I have no idea. I just lost my train of thought. Well, I mean, were you yeah. were you going around the room? No, that's a, oh, that was the yeah. So the bartender was like helping you out, and she was like, "Okay, I'll just take the money." And I'm like, "Thank God you're gonna take the money because I don't." 
you've been in those situations too where you had to like use the cash register and I'm like I don't know what what I'm doing I don't even I you yeah, know I, how to I, do this quicker than I do. I'm, I'm here to raise money for a charity. Yeah. I'm not here to lose money for the bar. That that one we used to do all the time, that old guy would get mad at us. <laughs> he would get annoyed. Could you, like, could you blame my, him? Well, it's like a busy Friday night, and uh, you know, we're taking up all of his tips. I mean, I know it's for charity, but still, I mean, that they're working that. Yeah. And uh, he would get annoyed that we were getting in his way. But I never really still I still didn't learn how to do the shamrock on top of the glass of Guinness either. No, I never yeah. I never figured that out. I never even really tried. I just I just said, well, here's your Guinness and enjoy it. That's yeah. it. You know what? Also, I was, I was impressed by. I ran into obviously Mayor Dom Dom last night, who uh, who loves the show. By the way, well, that's good to know. Uh, I'm so impressed with him because he always remembers things. I have a hard enough time remembering names of people. I'm, I, I can I can pick out faces, and it takes me a minute sometimes to realize where I know you from and how I know you, mm-hmm. and then what your name is. That's the hardest part. Right. He's like, he comes up to me, and he's asking me about the kids and, you know, how's things going. He is. And then he, and then he goes, and you got a birthday coming up next week, too. Happy birthday. And I'm like, what are you, are you <laughs> writing this down in your roller? You got the Dom Dom Rolodex going on inside your brain there, pal. I, I got to say, he is like one of the most conscientious people I've ever known. And that, and that's the thing. He's very thoughtful. Like, And he like writes notes to you. And he writes, you know, he writes notes to all of us. He's a he's a good uh, uh, I don't know how do you how would you put what would you call him he's he's just very good at doing that and it makes it more endearing to, when somebody does that for you to remember all of those things either and I don't know how he does you ever seen like pictures of his uh, you ever seen his office it's yeah. the most disorganized mess you've ever seen so I don't know if there's a calendar in which he's got everything written out but I think he's one of those guys that does like. If he meets somebody, he associates that name with a word or a nickname or something that helps them remember who you are. Yeah. And I've seen him do it because he, he has, like, nicknames for, like, half the people in Springfield. And that's how he remembers. I don't know how he remembers, you know, birthdays and all that stuff. But, you know, he is the kind of guy. I mean, when was the last time that you didn't get a Christmas card from the mayor and his family? Um. I think I, I get him every year. Yeah, I, well, I don't know if I get Christmas cards, but he sends notes. Yeah, he sends, all like, the time. these notes and, and things. Like, he cuts out newspaper articles. Yeah. Kind of like my mom used to do. <laughs> my mom, you know, my mom used to, like, you know, she obviously doing what I do, she'd, she'd find something interesting in, the, like, the local paper, and then she'd cut it out, <laughs> and then she'd send it to yeah. us going, oh, you could talk about this on your show, and it would be like four weeks later by the time I would get the story and we'd already talked about it or whatever. You, know, you imagine Dom Sarno sitting around the house like on like a Saturday or Sunday yeah. afternoon scrapbooking for everybody yeah. he knows. Yeah. I, I like... Uh, oh, he, there's, a, there's another entry in the Chris Aslan scrapbook. Uh, Tom Ash, who's his uh, chief of staff. Yeah. It just just the way he he was like, and you remember my chief of staff, Tommy Ash here, and I'm like, chief of staff, you make it sound like you're like the president or something. Look, what's going on? Like like, a, like you're pushing a button, waiting for a diet coke to come in from Tom Ash. It's just about six twenty four with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two at Dave Minor Exterior Nine. It's just about six twenty six with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. You know I. Um, the, the, we have 
this Microsoft like system that we use here. You know, uh, Bing. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, Microsoft Edge. Yeah, because you know we're on top of things with Bing, up to date. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey uh, Bing, let me Google that for you. you well, know? you know, yeah. Yeah, Google is not a uh, a reliable platform for knowledge and no. information. But uh, they have a lot of like sponsored stories, and I always get like duped into doing those. And it says uh, this one picture of a very pretty girl, and it says uh, roller coaster victim's heartbreaking last post before a horrible accident. So I click on it, and it's like a slideshow of uh, who this person was. I'm like, just get to the meat and potatoes. What, what was the last post that she wrote? I know. I I, I get uh, I get uh, screwed with that too. I mean, I know it's just like a sponsored thing, but the the headline's so compelling. Yeah. Like, you know, like the top ten worst you know head injuries. And of course, you want to yeah. see that, or, so you, uh, you go click it through it, and all of a sudden you're you're locked up in some sort of uh, you know, slideshow that's endless. You won't believe what Anne Heche's last drink was. You know, it's stuff you, like that. How are you not going to click through that? I want to know what she drank. Was it Fireball? Was it a Jaeger bomb? <laughs> you know. She seemed like a Jaeger bomb type of gal to me. I mean, the way that uh, that car burst into flames, she probably had a lot of booze in yeah, her. Probably. Yeah. Uh, hey, the Mayflower Marathon match with uh, Dave Miner ends tomorrow. We had Dave Miner on the show uh, yesterday talking about it. It's uh, raised a good deal of cash, but you see, the thing about the Mayflower Marathon and the Open Pantry is they need it, especially now when uh, you know, typically uh, donations are kind of at a lull this time right. of year, which is why we do the Mayflower Marathon in November. But you have until tomorrow uh, to make a donation to the Mayflower Marathon. You go to rock102.com, you click on the banner to donate, and Dave Miner will match donations up to $5,000, which is wicked cool. But it ends tomorrow. So if you're going to do it, go to rock102.com today. It's Dave Miner's, Dave Miner's Mayflower Marathon match from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Giddy up. 6.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A Springfield man was arrested in Holyoke to Tuesday afternoon following an investigation into illegal firearms, according to Ryan Walsh. Uh, my best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend heard from this guy who's dating this girl that over the past few days, detectives from the Firearms Investigation Unit have been conducting an illegal firearms investigation with 19-year-old Giovanni Sykes of Springfield as the main suspect. I guess it's pretty serious. You know, uh, I was looking at the story this morning, and it uh, it occurred to me that if you are wearing a, uh, a GPS ankle bracelet, mm. it's really not that difficult to find what kind of shenanigans you're getting into. In yeah. fact, I believe the S in GPS is for shenanigans. You know what? I'm a little upset with you right now. Why? Because you just told the details of the story that I didn't get to tell yet. Forget everything I, I said. Forget I forget I even walked in the room today. Uh, okay. Tell tell the story. Okay. Uh, no, 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 and was on a PVTA bus, and the bus was speeding throughout the city. And if it speeded below 50 miles an hour, the bus would done blowed up. What was I, the name of that film? I think it was called The Bus That Couldn't Slow Down. 
That's what it was. <laughs> Anyhow, he's Officer, on the bus. <laughs> he's on the bus. He's making all the stops. Well, he kept pushing. The, he kept ringing the bell. Brickfield officers, along with state police, uh, detained Sykes after he got off the bus in Holyoke. They found an illegal firearm inside Sykes' backpack. He was arrested and brought to the Northampton State Police Barracks. At the time of his arrest, Sykes was wearing a GPS ankle bracelet uh, for probation. Didn't you just say that? Where have I heard that before? Sykes has previously been convicted for firearms and assault and battery charges, including assault and battery on a correctional officer. He's a uh, he's in a little bit of trouble right now. Well, you know, I listen. You don't uh, you don't you don't want to judge. I'm sure that there's a perfectly logical explanation as to why he was wearing a GPS ankle bracelet with a gun in his backpack. It could happen to anyone. 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 Anyone riding the bus could easily be I don't know victimized, uh, victimized or framed. By somebody inserting a gun in your backpack. Well, just because I'm wearing this GPS ankle bracelet doesn't mean you have to track me everywhere I go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, that is the reason I'm wearing it. Springfield police had to close down a street after a utility pole fell down. This is uh, Newberry Street in the city's Liberty Heights neighborhood. The street was closed overnight while crews worked to repair the pole. No word yet on what might have caused the pole to come crashing down. 22 News will... Says they'll provide you updates, but we'll probably never hear about this ever again. Western Mass News would do it because they're only like uh, like 350 yards away. But, you know, the road's closed. But it's like... How are they supposed to get over there? Okay, th- this is what I want to know. Okay, fine. You don't know what caused the poll, but for all the other things that you go to and you say, we saw this and we saw that, well, what did it look like? Did it look like the pole had been hit? Did it look like the pole just snapped in half? Or this is one, situa- just- one of these situations where Dom Sarno goes up to uh, Liberty Heights and rips the pole out of the ground with his bare hands because he, he says, can do it. let there be light. That's it. Newberry Street, I am your master. <laughs> it's Mayor Dom Dom on the scene. It's electric. <laughs> Boogie woogie woogie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so no other details on why the poll came down. It's kind of weird, though, that that, that is weird. That happens. Ward 2, uh, Holyoke City Councilor Wilmer Puello Mota, Mota, Manny Mota, was in court in Rhode Island Wednesday facing charge, charges of child pornography. A judge in Kent County Superior Court continued the case until November 9th, but no other actions were taken. Puello Mota returned to the city council Tuesday night after a judge ruled that the body cannot dismiss him until he is convicted of a crime. In a statement to to 22 News, Mayor Josh Garcia said, I have faith in the legal system. Justice will prevail. In the meantime, my focus is on the day-to-day management and enforcement of our city charter that our citizens expect. Anything else is politics. Uh, 22 News contacted the Office of Rhode Island Attorney General for more information, but they haven't heard back yet. I'm sure they had a very busy day yesterday. You just kind of give up too easy. Yeah, no kidding. You You leave a message. At the very least. Uh, hey, Send uh, an email. Hey, this is a 22 News crew. <laughs> what did you see in court today? What happened to that guy? Did he go to jail? Huh? Why does it take so long to convict somebody? <laughs> <laughs> One of the uh, men accused of completing a drug transaction at the Ludlow rest stop is expected to be in court today. Gerardo Madrigal Quintero was arrested in late August for trafficking and conspiracy to violate drug laws. The street value of what was seized during the arrest was over $500,000, which is slightly lower than a price of a gallon of gas at a Ludlow rest stop. 
No, is that, why is that so? Why is the gas so expensive on the turnpike? Because it can be. Yeah, but uh, is it necessary, or um, is that gouging? Oh yeah, no, it's total gouging. Total. Why, why gouging. is that not illegal? Because they realize that if you're on the pike and you need gas, it's probably because you need gas right away. And what better way to give it to you than to charge you an arm and a leg for it? I guess so. It just seems like uh, you know. We're screwing the people. That are mm-hmm. You're already paying a premium to drive that damn thing. A uh, Springfield woman has been sentenced to 86 months in prison and four years of supervised release for her involvement in a drug trafficking case. Nia Dinsey, uh, a.k.a. Nia Moore Bush. Remember this one? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Age 32 was arrested and charged in January of 2018 and also uh, charged in superseding Indictment in uh, December 2018, along with other members and associates of the Springfield-based drug trafficking organization uh, that allegedly distributed heroin and crack cocaine. Uh, Nia Moore Bush pleaded guilty to all counts uh, in July of 2022. According to prosecutors, Moore Bush and her husband, uh, Danielson Dinsey, uh, obtained narcotics in the Springfield area, brought them to Vermont uh, themselves Mm -hmm. or via couriers, and distributed the drugs in the Barry area. More Bush. More Bush. Maybe she should do something about that. Nia More Bush. I'm going to need a lot more. You a know lot what, more though? Bush. If you trim her back just a little bit, <laughs> it's really just a smooth-looking beauty behind yeah, maybe, all that, uh, maybe. that hair. Uh, the, the two then conspired to launder the drug proceeds through bank accounts allegedly held by co-defendant Daphne Moore in trust for More Bush. Nia More Bush. The only reason I'm doing this story is because of the woman's name. I, yeah, I know. I mean, she's she's the going story, to jail. I mean, it's, story's it's, not that great, but you know, listen, when you got a great name like that, you got to point that out. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Assume the audience is intelligent enough to make their own hilarious jokes about it. Yes. That way, you and I don't put ourselves in any kind of uh, finable danger. Ooh, Neomor Bush. <laughs> Uh, it's definitely been feeling like fall this week, and with that, the leaves are beginning to change color. Ah, the breathtaking time of year. Yeah, according to the current fall foliage report, there is more color out with some color across western Massachusetts. The best color right now is in Berkshires and in Franklin County. Uh, yeah, I believe that. Uh, as you go up into northern New England, there is some very good color, especially in Vermont and the Green Mountains, which are near peak color, isn't it? Uh, don't you go near the Green Mountains or well, go through the Green Mountains? I got to tell you, we're almost at the point where we're going to be uh, closing things up for the year, which means uh, one more uh, septic uh, oh. uh, service. Well, can't you just leave it in there? No, I don't believe you can be leaving septic oh, you, in a tank. You have to winterize it, don't you? You got to winterize it, and you can't winterize sewage. You got to clean it out. One more time, and then what? Put some gook in there, right? You put it's some- like a, it's like a, it's like a specially formulated antifreeze mm. that goes through the system, yeah, and and sits there so like none of the tanks and pipes and all that other stuff burst in the uh, in the winter time. And uh, it's you know it's not a, a terribly complicated process, but uh, you know it's just it's just got to be done. And so that's probably uh-huh. going to happen. Maybe this weekend, possibly uh, the weekend after. Not camper related, but uh, I once had a pipe burst uh, due to my negligence of not shutting off the outside spigot. Yes. You know, uh, you're supposed to do that before it starts freezing every year. That's right. And I didn't do that one year at my own house. 
Yeah, and I bet you kicked yourself su- in the pants when you didn't do it. All of a sudden, I wake up at, uh, I don't know, it was like, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning, and I hear this and uh, it's like dead in the winter, and I'm like, where is that noise coming from? Mm. Oh, it's that pipe that burst outside because uh, you didn't shut the spigot off in preparation for the winter. And what did it cost you to fix that problem? I did it myself. Uh, it cost me... I don't know, maybe 20 bucks, I think. For, but it cost you a lot of time to get all that water out of your basement yeah. and to fix that, bro- that w- the burst pipe. The lucky thing is there was no water in the basement. It was only leaking outside. Uh, no, you're lucky. But my plumbing job did eventually cost me thousands of dollars down the road when that pipe burst from shoddy work, yep. and uh, I had to redo uh, all the yeah, That's work. the way it goes, man. Uh, so if you're looking, uh, if you go to Northeast Kingdom uh, of Vermont, as well as Northern New Hampshire and Maine, there's some really good color up there, folks. So if you want to get out and do some leaf peeping this weekend, Vermont, Franklin County, and Berkshire County is the place to go. That is. It's uh, breath. I mean, I'm seeing uh, some trees now absolutely popping with color. Yeah, I love I, this time of year. I've, uh, I've, I've, I've seen a couple of changes going on in my little sleepy town of Huntington. Sure. I got a nice color starting to change up there. Ah, crisp morning air. Oh, man, that's good stuff. Uh, I'm not the one to tell anyone how to spend their money, but uh, if you're someone who will spend $1,400 on a diaper bag and then just leave it sitting around, <laughs> you're kind of asking for this. The police in Memphis are looking for a burglar who broke into a car last month. Took a bunch of stuff, including several credit cards, a $500 ring, and a Gucci diaper bag valued at $1,400. $1,400 for a diaper, diaper bag. bag? The car was parked in a driveway at 10 p.m. It's unclear if it was a random theft or if it was targeted, but it seems like it was probably the latter. The suspect probably knew what they had, and it that, <clears throat> that it wasn't just a normal diaper bag because they came back three days later and tried to break into the same vehicle again, but this time they weren't successful. The police have a blurry image of a suspect, but as far as we know, no arrests have been made. And uh, I got I have a link to a bag if you want one. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, Four, Fourteen hundred and fifty dollars for the GG Plus diaper bag. I don't remember the exact retail price of the diaper bag I had when uh, when our kids were small, but uh, pretty sure it's probably no more than twenty five bucks. Yeah, I don't. Uh, we bought a lot of stuff off Craigslist, you know, from other people. Right. I think a diaper bag was one of them. Because, oh, it is. Once you clean the bag out, you're fine. Well, not, most of those are lined with, like, that plastic where it's easy to clean. Well, most of the time, you're not putting a filthy diaper in there. You're holding the clean diapers in there. Right. You, just, clean. you toss the, the dirty diapers out the out the window or, like, over an embankment or something like that. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, it's all about, you know, clean diapers and wipes. They had uh, little pockets inside the diaper bag. Mm-hmm. When, when my youngest daughter was three years old, she, we couldn't. She was playing with my wife's phone, right? You know, okay. My wife had given her the phone to play, you know, watch a video or something on. And then all of a sudden, uh, we couldn't find the phone. And we were looking all over the house. And we had had a kid's birthday party at the house. We turned that house upside down and inside out looking for this phone. We could not. And the phone was dead, so you couldn't call it or, you know, find out where it was. Sure. I took the tr- I went through trash. Four times I went through the trash after this party that we had to to find this phone. Couldn't find it at all. Thing huh. was missing for five days. My wife's just about to go get a new phone. She picks up the diaper bag, and inside, hidden in the little pocket, was the phone. Was the phone? How about that. 
and nobody would have noticed it because it's a hidden pocket. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was no, there's not that much weight differential when a phone is inside a bag with a bunch of other stuff in it. So you really wouldn't tell that there was something in there. And then uh, when she asked, buddy, uh, hey, how did, th- how did this get in there? Magic. That was the answer. It was magic. Magic. Yeah. Must have been magic. Yeah, that's that's always the way it is. But uh that bag that bag was worth uh at least six hundred dollars with that phone inside of it. <laughs> no kidding. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today gonna be sunny with a high of seventy four. Tomorrow sunny with a high of seventy five. It's fifty three right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel and that's the news on Rock One O Two. Oh yeah. Rock one oh two Springfield's classic rock at six fifty one. And the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny uh, today and tomorrow, high of 74. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Zolak will be joining us after 8 o'clock today. Brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the National Football League. And Nate Costa from the Springfield Thunderbirds also coming in today. So oh, we yes. talk about uh, Thunderbird hockey and some of the things they got going on. I saw him last night at the uh, the Elks Club, too. Was he bartending? Uh, You know what? He was asked to help. And I said, and I was like leaving, and I'm like, they want you over there. Uh, go over there. To do what? And he, I'm like, I think they need you bartending. Just go. <laughs> and I don't know what happened after that. So we'll find out what the answer oh, was. Oh, good. Good morning. to know. And since we have so many guests on this morning, we have to move our benchmarks around. All right. I'm All right? ready. And now yes. it's uh, it's now this. Now hear this oh. with Bex and Eagle on Rock 102. You know, it's just a, such a new bit. I forgot the name of it. New for us. Yeah. Very new. Hey, uh, a couple in Ohio came home to find a wild turkey fluttering around their home. Now, that you're talking about the animal or you're talking about like uh, the bottle of booze? Well, that's what I thought first. I'm like, it is the Midwest. There's lots of alcoholics out Loads there. Loads of them. Uh, you know, 100, 100, wild turkey 101 would be the choice of drink out there. <laughs> but no, this is an actual turkey. Listen as animal control captures the turkey in a net, but then... Wait for it. The turkey jumps out and leaves the same way he arrived. Through the window. It's bananas. Oh, the window broke. It flew through the window. That poor turkey, though. Oh, I feel so bad for it. It's probably hurt. Oh, oh, snap. Look at that. It sounds like it went through another window. Yeah, turkeys aren't that bright, and uh, they're aggressive, angry birds. Remember when I was a kid in my elementary school, uh, there was a, a deer. They had the It was like the end of the school year. It was right, uh, right around June, and they had the doors wide open because it was kind of warm. Right. So they would uh, open the doors, and this deer comes running through the hallway. And smashing all they smash the the display cases and the thing was all bloody oh, and boy. it was like running all and the kids were freaking out because they could hear all this noise going on and the teachers are closing the doors and you could just see this thing flopping around. It eventually got outside, but <laughs> it was uh it was it's like it's like ice skates for a deer when you're when, on, on, on those linoleum floors. I don't think it's linoleum. I think it's like, isn't it marble? Granite floor? I don't know. What, what, what kind of school did you go to? You had granite floors. It was the hard rock. It was the, you know, the glossy, that's not linoleum. It could be linoleum. Let's just it. say tile. Would, would, uh, sure. Okay, sure. tile. Yeah. Slippery tile. Slippery tile. And the, the deer's just like, it's like Bambi on the ice. Can't get your traction. 
Well, no wonder it's smashing into stuff. Well, uh, it's very dangerous for animals. To be I'll tell there. you what, if I'm the school administrator, I'd be pissed off. It probably took me hours to get that uh, that display case all set and ready to go. And all of a sudden, some antelope comes in, think he's got a better way. An antelope? Sure. What else are you going to call them? Oh, they're deer. The antelope. Uh, they... A deer is an antelope. It is? Sure. Well, why is the song a distinct two of the where the deer and the antelope play? What's the difference between a deer and an antelope? You're saying they're the same thing. I'm saying it's redundant. That's what I'm saying. Well, then that song was wrong. It's just it's just repetitive. Speaking of school, a middle school French teacher out of North Carolina has been suspended for being caught on video allegedly smoking cigarettes in the middle of the classroom. Is that wrong? The kind of teacher I want. <laughs> Only if she's sharing the cigarettes. Here's a, a student, Amani Barner, and parent Vladimir Panu talking about the bizarre behavior coming from the teacher. I did smell a scent of cigarette smell, so I wasn't sure what to think about it at the time. He flicked a cigarette at another student who sat right behind me, which immediately alerted me. Wow, and it's still wow. It's brazen. After hearing about it and actually seeing it and just the nonchalance of it all was pretty... Bold. I was at school at the moment, so I was able to show one of the administrators they could handle my teacher. Oh. oh. All right. So okay. So one, it's it's bad to smoke in a public uh, building. Yeah. But if you're a teacher and you're flicking your cigarettes yes. at students, I gotta say that that was a line I think in uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure when it, when Keanu Reeves is talking about how his dad would wake him up in the morning. He's like. Then your dad comes in, starts flicking the cigarette butts at your head, and says, "Get up and make me breakfast." <laughs> I think it me, was. I think it was Bill and Ted. Yeah, to me, that sh- that shows a certain level of uh, of disrespect. And our uh, final clip this morning: a woman driving down the freeway in Orange County, California, on only three tires, crashed into another vehicle. There's footage of her driving with a sparking rim, and another driver. Uh, talking to her after the accident, her rear hatch was also all the way up and her bad tire was back there. So she was aware that there was no tire on the front passenger side, only a rim. Ma'am. Ma'am. Get off the road. Get out of the car. Are you on drugs right now? No, not at all. My car gave out. I mean, I had somebody help me before. And apparently the brake did not. Stop. Do you know you're driving on three wheels right now? Your wheel's completely out. You just crashed into this gentleman right okay, here. You almost you're almost. you a hazard. You're on the freeway. 80 miles on the freeway. You're on drugs right now. You're yeah, on painkillers. There's so some, Yes, you are. <laughs> Ever have a sparking rim? Oh, I've had a sparking rim before. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. Um, last night, driving up 91 from the Elks Club to Holyoke. Yeah. And I get to about where the mall exit is, whatever number that is now. Uh, 12, I think. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, uh, I get by there. And there is, behind me, I can see a car with just its parking lights on, driving up 91. And then there was a car behind that flicking their lights. Like, hey, buddy, you ain't got no headlights on. It's dark out here. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, that car tries to pass the car with the with the lights out. Yeah. But the car with the lights out is like I don't know if it's thinking this guy's a jerk, so it starts doing this road rage thing back and well, I'm getting in front of you now. Like it was this back and forth thing and I'm like 
I slowed down and backed off because yeah. I don't want no part of this. You don't want to be involved in that. And uh, and they they followed each other all the way off the air. I don't know what happened once they got <laughs> off one of the exits. That first Holyoke exit there, but uh, I don't know what happened after that. But it's like, is this what is it what we've come to? Is this what society has come to? Somebody trying to be courteous to somebody else. And the other guy going, ah, what are you doing flicking your lights at me? Well, now I'm just going to tailgate your ass. And what, do you, and what do you do if you're the guy who's indignant thinking you're being harassed and it turns out it was your fault to begin with? Yeah, I know. Yeah, what do you do? Have, you, like, oh, yeah, lights, guess, you didn't have your lights on. Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't. Big Sorry. And, uh, and that is uh, now here this. It is 658 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, if I were sitting on a potential $2 million financial windfall, it would take me all of 2.6 seconds to close that deal. But that's mostly because I'm financially impulsive. At least I'd like to think I am. Truth is, if I ever own something of value, and for the record, I do not, I would try to wage a bidding war to shamelessly profit off the overwhelming greed of others. Now, that's a smart investor, and that's how you leverage leverage your assets. For example, when Corey Humans of Dallas caught Aaron Judge's 60-second home run ball the other night, he found himself in the middle of a challenging pickle. He could either sell the ball for a substantial profit, he could hold on to it with the assumption that its value would only increase, or he could do the stupid thing and give the ball back to Aaron Judge or to the Baseball Hall of Fame or some other cockamamie option. Yesterday, it was announced that the Memory Lane Sports Memorabilia Auction House in Tustin, California, has offered humans $2 million to buy the Aaron Judge ball. $2 million! Now, for some, that's $2 million the guy didn't have three days ago, but here's my thought. If the guy, uh, if, 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 if these guys are willing to pay $2 million, then somebody else might be willing to buy it for $3 million, maybe 4 to $5 million, maybe even more. A bidding war could increase the value exponentially, especially for an auction house that's only going to set the minimum bid to make their money back and then some. No, sir, you hold on to that ball long enough to drag every penny out of potential value you can get. If $2 million is where the offers are starting, then there's always someone who's going to want it even worse. And if that were me, that's the guy I'd want to talk to. Listen, I'm a reasonable guy. I'm more than willing to be fair and to haggle, but if a $2 million baseball just fell into my lap, then you're going to have to do a little bit better than $2 million than you think it's worth, because I'm pretty sure it's going to be worth a hell of a lot more. But hey, never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, a steel chainsaw, the orange and white workhorse. You know, the ones where the, uh, where the, uh, the pros use, you'll find them at Rocky's. Where can you get a steel chainsaw repairs? A repaired? Rocky's again. There's a steel train expert at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Plus, Rocky's does repairs and chain sharpening. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven and Jimi Hendrix with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and 74 today, sunny and 75 tomorrow. 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Got uh, Scott Zolak coming up next hour. Also, uh, Nate Costa from the Springfield uh, Thunderbirds. And uh, Nick Morganelli will be joining us later on this hour. He's uh, a part of an event uh, for charity. We'll tell you all about that later on this hour. Guess what I'm doing Sunday? I don't know. Take a guess. I don't know. I'm going to see Hall and Oates. Uh, 
Yeah, Mohegan Sun this Sunday night. Damn. Yeah. Didn't realize you were such a big fan. Good thing we have Monday off. So uh, how did you get uh, roped into Hall & Oates? Well, my girlfriend uh, and a group of uh, family and friends uh, decided, hey, we should all go down to Mohegan Sun for the night and go see Hall & Oates. Wow. Yeah. Man, this is getting serious. Oh, it's getting very serious. I had no idea. I mean, mean, she's a nice lady and everything, but I mean, once you cross that Hall & Oates musical threshold, now you're talking about a serious relationship. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking. Uh, I want to. I, I, I've always wanted to see them perform live. You wanted to see Daryl Hall. I do want to see Daryl Hall. Well, I'm going back for Oats. I'm not coming back for Oats. You know the thing about uh, Hall and Oats, and I just saw a, a, an interview with Daryl Hall. Yeah. Uh, saying that uh, you know, although they have been partners for forty some odd years. Yeah. They don't really hang out and do stuff. They're not. They're not pals. You know, they're not, they're not friends. They're just dudes that make music together. Dudes well, that make music together. Let me take that back. They're a dude that makes music, and then the other guy rides those yeah. coattails. You remember uh, last year when we interviewed uh, John Oates, and you uh, were promoting. Him being at a place that was actually Daryl Hall's event. Yeah, remember that? Yes. Yeah, and yes. you remember him uh, getting kind of irritated. Yeah, he got a little fact that he got a little uh, flustered with me. That uh, you said hey, he goes no 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 that's not me that's not me I'm actually going to be at the Wilbur Theater. Wait 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 to do that to him back. So that was that yeah was, it was an innocent mistake, frankly. I mean I didn't intentionally try to embarrass. Uh, John Oates. I mean, I would never. Try, I would never do that. Yeah. You know, I would never try to intentionally uh, spread misinformation. It just happened to be that day, and uh, I misunderstood what I was reading on the interwebs. It, it could happen. The it kind of thing happen. I would normally say, edit out on like a backstage musical podcast interview. Yeah. You know, if I look like a dope, I'm taking it out of there. We uh we bought the cheap seats for this show. Why? This may be your last chance to see them live. Okay, like, there were $300 for the floor seats. There's no way I'm paying 300 bucks to go see. That's not a, it's a, That's not enough hall or oats to fill a $300 ticket. Well, I mean, it's not like they're asking $5,000 to see Bruce Springsteen on the floor. No, but it's it's Mohegan's son. And I've sat uh, kind of, not really in the nosebleed. I've only been there one other time. And it's... It's kind of like the size of the Mass Mutual Center, isn't it? Isn't it's pretty it? close. Only yeah. a couple hundred seats uh, bigger. Right. And uh, so no matter where you're really, where, where you're sitting there, I, I saw Tenacious D years ago. Really? Um, yeah. You like uh, you like the D, don't you? I love the D. I've heard that. Yeah. No, I, that was probably like 12 or 13 years ago I went and saw it. So it was the last time I've been to Mohegan Sun mm-hmm. in the arena. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. There's really not a bad seat in the place. As long as they uh, they have the camera up on the nostrils of John Oates. 
I'm okay with it. I think in a situation like that, the camera only goes to Oates if Daryl is busy doing something else. Like if, like if, like if uh, you know Daryl you know goes to the side of the stage to grab a drink of water because he's straining his voice, then they show Oates. But for the most part, the camera is fixated on Daryl. John o- uh, always had this weird look to him. It was it's a unique look. I mean, Daryl Hall's got the uh, I'm the blonde guy who plays all this music. Yeah, know, right. You know. And then uh, John Oates, he just looks kind of, I don't know, like uh, like he hasn't left the 70s. Like He's still got that curly hair um, and, the, yeah. and, the, and the do and the mustache. The, well, I think Daryl still may have that glorious mullet of his, too. I mean, that was an impressive mullet back then. No, he doesn't have the mullet anymore. He doesn't? No. Okay. You know, I uh, the, the look I've always uh, associated with Daryl Hall, uh, with, uh, with John Oates, as, as a guy who is gravely disrespected uh, because people just don't understand the contributions that he's made to their vast and celebrated canon of music. Yeah. Uh, you know, they people sleep on John Oates, you- whereas I'm not sure that Daryl Hall is anything without John Oates by his side. Are you being uh, facetious? I'm going to let you figure that out. Because I don't know if you're telling the truth or not. Look in my eyes, Steve. Do I look like I'm giving you a whole load of horse crap? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, you, like you are. Um, well, let that be a mystery for those of you who can't see my eyes right now. Well, I mean, uh, he was. you couldn't have one without the other. You couldn't have the hall without the oats. Sure you could. No, they wouldn't have been as successful. I don't think they would have been as successful if it was well, just Daryl Hall doing all the the music. Maybe not, but you know, Daryl certainly had uh, his own interests. You know, ever see any of those shows from Daryl's place? Live from Daryl's house yeah. with Daryl Hall. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a cool series. That's at his house, right? It's at his house. Yeah, and so he brings musicians all over the place. Occasionally, even lets Oats come into the house. Isn't it? Uh, it's not too far away from here, isn't it? It's in New in, York or something like I that. I thought he lived in Connecticut. Well, maybe that's it. Well, either way, uh, I'm excited about going to the show. Why wouldn't you be? And you didn't pay 300 bucks, right? $79 a ticket, <sighs> which came to about $100 a ticket with all the damn fees that go along with it. But right. $100 bucks to go see Hall & Oates. You know, uh, when did I? When was the last concert I went to? Oh, I, I, went, to, I went to see, uh, I went to a show in Boston. The very night that Chris Rock was playing across the street, after slapping Will Smith, oh, after right. slapped by Will Smith, yeah, yeah, I was at uh, another show by a band called uh, Sparks, which was a great show. But uh, it ain't Hall and Oates. Although that is kind, of, you know, that's those guys are two guys too, but they're brothers. Yeah, there's no uh, there's no DNA swapped between Daryl Hall and John Oates that I'm aware of. I uh, I was watching the 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 Family Guy just before we went on the air, and Lois is in the dressing room, the Hall and Oates dressing room. Sure. And uh, she's making a plaster mold of uh, Daryl Hall's uh, junk. Sure. She's blow drying it with a blow dryer because it's almost ready. Sure. And she said, oh, this is going to go nice on the shelf. <laughs> and then uh, and then John Oates comes in and he goes, oh, hey, Lois, are you ready for me next? She's like, I'll be back for you later, Oates. And then he leaves and she turns to Daryl Hall and she goes, I'm not coming back for Oates. I like the fact that she said she was going to put the Daryl Hall on display right next to the Dan Fogelberg. Oh yeah, that's right. It was because, the Dan uh, Fogelberg. Because uh, uh, apparently there's there's so many similarities, or I mean, I maybe mean, they're stacking up by height. I don't don't really know. Yeah, 
Well, either way, uh, I'm going to have a great time at the show. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm supposed to go to a uh, to a party on Sunday with a bunch of uh, high school friends. Mm-hmm. My, my cousin is throwing this little uh, get-together. One of our friends is- I thought you were going to say high school kids, and I'm like, why are you doing that? Because we're all 56-year-old. Right. And, 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 and many of them, in my mind, we're all still kind of kids. Right. Especially if you haven't seen somebody since- you were 17, 18 years old. You're still kind of thinking of them as a kid. Yeah, and people look vastly different than they did uh, 40 years ago. Some do. Yeah. Some look almost exactly the same, just, you know, a little bit more wrinkled. Right. But, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing on Sunday. So Is uh, it a reunion? It's not. No, it's not really a reunion. Like, one of, uh, one of my friends who I haven't seen in about 12 years, she's coming up um, from Virginia. And uh, so we're kind of... Yeah, having a small gathering of people around around her. So there's probably yeah. going to be like, you know, I mean, like 10 people or something like that. It's going to be fun. I remember my mother, uh, she would uh, she would always go to these. She'd try to make it every five years or so to the nursing school reunion that she went to. Oh, yeah. And then like towards like the last, uh, you know, probably in the last 10 years uh, when she was still able to go, she would be like, oh, I'm going to a, a nursing reunion dinner, right? <laughs> and uh I said, "Well, and I'm like in, in your head, you're picturing this big fancy dinner and all this other stuff. Three, three were surviving members. That's it. That was, was all. The three ladies went out for dinner. Oh the, my like God. I was thinking, it's like, oh, it's this banquet hall. You got to buy tickets. <laughs> That's destroying three people, and uh, and 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 not even they couldn't even bring a guest because all of their spouses were dead. Yeah. So it was just the three of them uh, went out to dinner." <laughs> I guess that's a reunion in a way. I guess so. Yeah. I know um, next year uh, it's going to be my 35th college reunion. Yeah. And I went to the 30. Not really expecting to have as much fun as I did, but I want to have a blast with with all these all these people I haven't seen in, in 30 years. Yeah. And it was awesome. It was like uh, like no time had passed at all with some of these people. So I, I'm, I'm debating to go next year when they do it again. I had a great time. I, I only went to Minichog High School for a year. Right. So I missed the 20-year reunion back in 2017. <laughs> and now the 25th would be, it's either past. I don't I, I don't even know. I didn't even hear anything. Well, did you make any social inroads in that, uh, in that senior year? Yes, but not until many years after. I see. Uh, so if you went, yeah, this woman you, asks me all the time. Do you know this person? And I'm like, I was only there for a year. I don't know. You're name dropping uh, people that I, you expect me to know. <laughs> so if you went, you'd probably only yeah. be known by people who still live in this area and may listen to the show. Yes, but nothing that you did in the high school at Minnesota. No, not at all. Twenty nope. years ago. No, because uh, I, I was a senior in a in a giant high school. I was like Steve Nagel, what are you doing here? I graduated with you. What? You did? You did? <laughs> it's 723 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Football season is on. Un- 726 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. $2 million for that Aaron Judge ball yeah. that the guy's been offered so far. I would take it in a heartbeat. You know, I thought about that, but in my view from the couch, I, I, I was thinking, you know, maybe you don't. Maybe what you do is you hold on to it. Right. And hope another auction house comes by because if there's a bidding war in that ball. That it might be worth holding on to for a little bit. Wait, you talked about this in your view from the couch? Yeah, like uh, 27 minutes ago. Is that something you do every day? Yes, actually uh, three times a day. 
Huh. For the last uh, almost 28 years. Jeez. I know. It's unbelievable. Somebody going to let me in here on yeah. what goes on around uh, this place or like, what? It's like we're operating in a whole different uh, universe from Boy. each other. Well, either way, uh, I would take the two million bucks. I would hold on to it. I would hold on to it just long enough to, to create the bidding war because you got to believe that this auction house in California yeah. gets that ball for two million dollars. The minimum bid is going to be $2 million, which means they want to cover their cost and make a profit. Of course they do. So my guess is uh, it's going to go, they'll, they'll buy, they could buy it for $2 million, but sell it for five or more okay. because, because of the historical relevance of this ball. And I would think this guy is sitting on something a whole lot bigger than $2 bucks. Well, I'd I, leverage the crap out of that. Yeah, see, I would just take the $2 million and then uh, blow it all on. Hookers and blue. Yeah, no, I, I totally yeah, understand yeah. why you know what you would do with it. That makes total sense to me. But I'm just saying, you know, you know, you know, leverage, man. You've you've got you've got all the game in the world right now. It's like uh, it's like it's like an office space where they're all sitting around talking about what they would do with a million dollars. Yeah, and then finally that one, uh, whatever his name is, he goes, "I'll tell you what I do with a million dollars: two chicks at the same time." <laughs> <laughs> you figure a guy like me would never be able to get two chicks at the same time, but a million dollars I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 728 News is next to Rock 102. Here's your 731 point. with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is time for news, and it's brought to you by nobody. Uh, here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. I love that place. I know. I'm a big fan. Nobody's, Go there all the time. Nobody's. A Springfield man was arrested uh, in Holyoke Tuesday following an investigation into illegal firearms. According to Ryan Walsh, over the past few days, detectives from the Firearms Investigation Unit, or the FIU. Yeah. What does that stand for? Firearms Investigation. Oh, I thought it was something different. No. They have been conducting an illegal firearms investigation with 19-year-old Giovanni Sykes of Springfield as the main suspect. Did I tell you about his GPS thing? Or did I ruin that story for you a second time in a row? You know what? I don't even know why I come in here every day. What? I'm just to me, it's an interesting part of the story. Yeah, but you're giving away the details before I even get to the details. Okay, for the second round in a row. Forget I even said what I said. Just go on with the details, and I'll just sit in silence. Wait, what did you say? I talked about the uh, the GPS uh, and the fact he was on a bus, and then someone put a gun, and and there was a gun in his backpack, and when you know, did probably, it again, I can't even do. Well, a you just story. asked me. Well, you just asked me what the details were. Well, anyway, on Tuesday afternoon, detectives learned that Sykes was in possession of an illegal firearm who was on a PVTA bus. It's almost like you read this story before we even did it. I know. Springfield officers, along with the state police SINRET unit, uh, detained Sykes after he got off the bus in Holyoke. They found an illegal firearm inside Sykes' backpack. He was arrested and brought to the Northampton State Police Barracks. At the time of his arrest, Sykes was wearing a GPS ankle bracelet for probation. It's almost like you had all the info. You're like a tarot card reader. No, I, I mean I read it, but I, you know, <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not predicting the future. Although I have a pretty good idea that this this young man's future is going to be very complicated. Sykes has been previously convicted for firearms and assault and battery charges, including assault and battery on a correctional officer. Which is why you go commit crimes with a GPS ankle bracelet monitor on you. I think the reason you have the GPS ankle monitoring bracelet on you is uh, so that you don't find yourself in situations uh, where you can get in trouble. Ah. So that the the cops uh, know exactly where you're at. I mean, they may not know you have a gun on you, but are you allowed to take a city bus? Really? 
I don't know. I don't think you are. Certain well, time. you're allowed to take the bus. You're just not allowed to, uh, you know, carry illegal firearms with you. Uh, an invest- I'd, like, I'd like to see the paperwork that states that. Uh, an investigation is underway into the death of a cannabis cultivation employee in Holyoke. Uh, back in uh, early January, a female employee's death has been tied to her job in a grow room at True Leave, located on North Bridge Street in Holyoke. According to a report filed by OSHA, uh, while filling pre-rolls, she said she couldn't breathe, not being able to breathe the uh, marijuana keef dust at 11 p.m. on January 7th of 2022. An employee was grinding cannabis flowers and packaging ground cannabis in pre-rolls. The employee could not breathe and was killed due to hazards of ground cannabis dust. Well, I guess uh, that's pretty uh, intense. I didn't think that would do that to you. Apparently it does. It must have been a breathing issue, though, versus a poisoning issue. Well, I mean, you could be breathing in the poison. Uh, True Leva identified that employee to Western Mass News as Lorna McMurray. She died in the hospital in January after allegedly inhaling marijuana dust while packaging the pre-rolls. The uh, Holy Fire Department confirmed that they responded to a call on January 7th around 11 p.m. That call is apparently under investigation by the medical examiner and police. McMurray was working at the True Leave facility on North Bridge Street in Holyoke that night when the Department of Labor's OSHA reports she had trouble breathing and later died. Western Mass <laughs> News learned that OSHA has uh, filed three citations against True Leave related to the lack of appropriate training and available safety information for hazardous chemicals. Those violations told of more than $35,000 in fine, which True Leave is contesting a spokesperson for True Leave. Uh, said, our hearts go out to Miss McMurray's family, friends, and colleagues as the circumstances around her passing have recently resurfaced, resulting in their having to re-experience their loss. So still uh, fighting back and forth with, yeah. these, uh, with, these, with these things, I guess. Um, a Chickabee man is mourning the sudden loss of his beloved dog. The dog became ill after contracting a deadly disease often found in puddles. Uh, Joseph Martin said this time was particularly hard because he was so young and it was so sudden. Martin told Western Mass News that his dog, Winter, was healthy until he noticed blood in his urine last week. Veterinarians diagnosed the five-year-old rescue with leptospirosis. He passed away three days later. Martin said he believes the dog contracted the bacterial disease from a puddle in his backyard. Western Mass News looked into it and found leptospirosis, or lepto, can be passed to dogs through infected urine, rodent-contaminated garbage, or in contaminated water like puddles. Uh, Symptoms of leptospirosis, high fever, bloody urine, vomiting, weakness, and diarrhea. Jesus. You know, the thing is, a dog doesn't really make a big distinction between what's too gross yeah, and what uh, and was isn't gross at all. Like, you know, a dog will eat and sniff or drink nearly anything if you give him a chance. Well, well, yeah, yeah. I it, it doesn't uh, it, it doesn't face him. But you know, it's like you know, as a human, you might say, "Do I want to drink from that puddle?" I would I would say for most humans, we'd say no, even you know, even if you were like in a you know in a, in a, a f- like a famine or uh you know, <laughs> or. Right. Or some sort of a situation where it hasn't been rainfall and forever, and it's like, uh, do I want to drink from that? I'm not so sure I do. I don't think you want to drink from that. No, at all. I don't think you do. Um, you know what my dog did yesterday? What? So you know, he's uh, I've 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 straddled the trash so he can't knock it over. 
Okay. So I come home yesterday. Trash is untouched. Good boy. Then I walk out into the dining room. Uh oh. And I see a little piece <clears throat> of plastic bag. And I'm like, where is that from? And then I look over, and there is an entire box of generic English muffins gone. English muffins? Yeah. He, uh, and I don't know how he does. Like, he's smart enough to know plastic no good. Plastic not yummy. English muffins good. English muffin good. Plastic bad. And he like can rip that open uh, with his with his thing. Right. You know. And it's like. Well, let me let me ask you this: Did he at least have the wherewithal to put them in a toaster and butter them himself? No, I don't. Because uh, you ever have an English muffin that hasn't been toasted? Well, I don't know. You know what? The it's dry house, as hell. The house did kind of smell like the air fryer had been used. Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe he was uh, he was on the up and up trying to cook it and butter the bread. But uh, this dog, it's driving me nuts. I'm a, I'm a hostage in my own home. I've been saying this for for years now. Yeah. I listen. I I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I just know that I I couldn't pack down an English muffin without a bunch of bu- uh, butter on it, and it, and it would need to be toasted. It only took a hundred years, but White Castle is finally being honored with its first beer. The Evil Genius Brewery out of Philadelphia set out to create a beer that would pair perfectly with White Castle burgers, uh, cutting through the satisfying taste of beef and savory onions. The result is a limited edition beer called It Hits Different. <laughs> that's what it's called. I'm sure that's true. <laughs> yes, because when you uh, mix uh, carbonated beverages with the sweet taste of White Castle burger, greasy mm-hmm. White Castle burgers... Yes, it does hit differently. Yeah, than most it, listen, it, you could grab like a six pack of Milwaukee's Beast and still and still find that pairs up well. This is a six point five percent alcohol by volume uh, Tangerine IPA, offering a subtle bitterness from its uh, hop profile, countered with a pleasant light tangerine sweetness. <laughs> it hits different. Was unveiled at the Evil Genius Brewery last week, and they already have begun distribution in Delaware, Maryland, New Michigan, New Jersey. And uh, a bunch of other states. The beer can be found in bars and restaurants and in stores as six packs of cans. Unfortunately, you can't get it at White Castle, so you're going to have to go make two stops ah, instead of that, one. That's not right. You know, I uh, I went on a trip years ago right. uh, with a bunch of dudes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we gotta no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh yeah. We, I went on a trip with a bunch of dudes down to New York City. We went to go uh, see one of my buddies perform at a, at a comedy show. And it was one of those things where, you know, we were just dumb comedians and, and they're like, oh, you got to bring five people with you if you want to, you know, get time on this stage. So that's what we did. We went with this group of guys. But we also, uh, it was four guys, one, two, three, five guys sharing in a, 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 a double bed hotel room, like two double beds. This has already sounded like a really bad idea. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what, what happened was I was the D.D., and uh, I was letting these guys drink in Manhattan, and mm-hmm. then we uh, we went back to East Rutherford, New Jersey, to the uh, Ramada Inn or whatever the hell we were staying at. But before we did that, they're like, "Oh, let's uh, let's go hit a bar." So we hit a bar, and then let's hit the White Castle right next door. We were like shoving White Castle sliders down our throats. Sure. That was like a deadly gas chamber in that <laughs> hotel the next day. It was the most disgusting <laughs> smell I have ever smelled from a group of men did you, anywhere. Did you not expect that to happen? I that's, didn't, that's, I, the, uh, that's the magic I of a know. White get, Castle. Well, you get to, three of us slept on the floor separately, mm-hmm. and then two of us slept in, in the beds, and uh, it was just like... 
Oh my God! What the hell is that smell? Let me tell you something. A bag of White Castles is like a noxious fart bomb that just goes off. It just it, it, it's it, it's it's grisly. It was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Makes you never want a White Castle burger ever again. But they're so delicious. That's the problem. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of seventy four. Tomorrow sunny with a high of seventy five. It's fifty three right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock one hundred two. Oh yeah. Power through every seat. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 748 and the Scorpions with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. The butler did it. Don't ruin oh, it. I ruined Don't it. ruin anything. I ruined it. Listen, there's a very, very cool event coming up on November 4th at the Elks Lodge and on Tiffany Street in Springfield. Uh, the Dinner Detective. In the studio with us right now, uh, Nick Morganelli. You may remember him as uh, meteorologist Nick Morganelli. Good morning. And, uh, and Mike Duggan <laughs> are both here. Guys, good to see you. Good morning. Great so, to see you for having too. us. Absolutely. So this is a, a, a fundraiser for the Medic Now Foundation. Mike, tell us a little bit about what uh, that's all about. The Medic Now Foundation was built on the unshakable belief that if you served your country honorably, you should never have to pay out of pocket for your health care. And we believe that should be the thank you for a grateful nation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, and this organization, as you're telling us off the air, it's not just about, uh, you know, military, uh, you know, veterans, but also families as well. Right. We're, yeah. I think that sets us apart, uh, you know, because we, we, we've serviced the whole family, whether it's a widow of a veteran, a veteran, active duty military uh, that, you know, ha- is not uh, – uh, that cannot pay for all of their health care costs and they have ex- extenuating circumstances, we, we can help out. So we, we fill those gaps uh, with from what they already get from uh, the government and from the VA health care system and that kind of thing. Yeah, and, um, you know, it's called our HCAP program, which is the Health Care Cost Assistance Program. And what makes it unique is it's a referral-based program for other organizations that are serving on the front line serving our military community, but they may not have that niche of healthcare. So this program allows them, we qualify these organizations and now they can offer this gap uh, assistance uh, if they're struggling with out-of-pocket healthcare costs. You know, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a great idea when you think about how many uh, you know, veterans we're talking about here. I mean, you know, we've, we've had you know, com, you know, combat uh, you know, for the last 20 some odd years now, and people have come home, they've been hurt, they've been injured, they need care, they need, uh, you know, assistance in, in ways that we haven't really seen in numbers that we haven't seen in years and years. So, I mean, it's really remarkable uh, when you think about the enormity of what's of what's out there and the mm-hmm. amount of need there is. I mean, I think that's I think that's a pretty important thing to note when it comes to you know, any veterans organization and especially uh, the Medic Now Foundation. A- absolutely, and that, and that's why we've received uh, over the years such g- great support for our mission uh, w- from the VA and the VFW, you know, and we're really synergizing with them, and it really is turning into a one-team-one fight with other organizations uh, and that we're honored uh, to work with. And Nick, how'd you get into this? Because that's because <laughs> so, then my my question it, is okay. All right, I mean, he does realize you're a weather guy, right? A former yeah. weather guy. Uh, but I'm also a media guy. I mean, I've been in the media for a long time, and uh, so Mike called me up. But we we were friends back just after high school. I was driving limousines. He was making donuts. 
Uh, I would show up at 2 o'clock in the morning. You'd give me a donut, and I'd watch them make the donuts. And, and uh, you'd drive them around for a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and so, you know, we, we he ended up calling me up and saying, hey, you know, here's what I'm doing. Um, and, you know, my dad was in the Air Force. I had a great love and appreciation for the military community and for serving our nation after I was too old to serve myself. So I couldn't join so I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I, I want to help you. Um, so that's where I, I come in as the media liaison and founding board member to, to help Mike. And that, that's how it all happened. And I, I, it's been great. I can tell you one story. I shook the hand of, I, was, I call it hero struck. Okay. I shook the hand of a corporal from World War II. He carried TNT on his back, under sniper fire, liberated France, stormed the beaches of Normandy. This guy was 95 when I met him, shook my hand like a 25-year-old, and I was hero-struck. I'm, I, I was tears in my eyes. I met this guy. We helped him along with the rest of the Medic Now Foundation community, which is the, the VFW and the they all rallied together to take care of this guy's uh, costs, his health care costs. So. I, I like the way you put that, a hero's truck, because I'm always in awe as well of yeah. people like, you know, I don't do anything. I, you know, I sit around and look at the Internet and look for, you know, dirty jokes all day long. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> when you hear stories of, of these folks who and the resilience of them to, to, yeah. to go through a traumatic, you know, you know, mental battle as well as a physical battle and to and to still have that you know i'm i'm still here I, i'm still you know we need to take care of these folks and 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 that's exactly how i how i feel about that too i think yeah. that's a great and, way and to put corporal that. bud holland he yeah. passed away a couple of years ago and there are there are yeah. only a handful left of these 100 yeah. year old so, veterans so today. tell us so. about this event you got going on on november 4th at the yeah so Lodge. definitely mediknowfoundation.org is our is our website you mm -hmm. got to go there you can find the event link on there and you guys posted it on your rock 102 community page thank you very right. much now we're we're remarkably yeah. kind people <laughs> and and the dinner detectives, Mike, they're they're nationally known, right? Yeah, they're they're the largest uh, comedic murder mystery dinner theater group in the country. And oh, we're really? Excited to partner with them uh, for two events. Uh, you know, on November fourth in um, in Springfield, and then uh, November twelfth, Veterans Day weekend uh, in Plymouth, which uh, the general admission tickets sold out in two weeks. Oh wow! So uh, th this is such a fun event, and the and the dinner detectives have s such a, a, a large uh, following just themselves, um, and it, it's just so much fun. You know, the minute you walk into the room, uh, the murder is going to be there. There's going to be <laughs> act, the actors. Uh, you know who who are the actors? Part of this plot, you know, yeah. and you just can't name a, a killer you you have the who the killer is you, you have to have your information and your facts in order to win you know so it's game on you know i went to uh they invited me went to one of their shows uh last month yeah because it was first time going from before we partnered up and it was like game on for everybody. Everyone was just focused, like, all right, oh, where great. are the clues? And everyone's accusing and everyone of being a being a, a suspect. A very family-friendly event as well, Absolutely. too. You bring the whole family. Hey, yeah. who wants to go to a murder? Oh, yeah. 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 Bring it's, the it's kids. Over, over 15. You know, over the, 15. Uh, the last time I... <laughs> if you guys show up, you're going to be... Pinned as one of the murders. I know you are. Oh, yeah, but, <laughs> I, I was going to say, in, in every murder scene, we're a suspect. <laughs> the last time I saw a murder at the Elks Club was a bottle of wild turkey, so I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, this is a great event. Uh, Friday, November 4th, Elks Lodge uh, 61. Where can you get tickets for this? 
on the Medic Now Foundation's uh, event page. Mm-hmm. And it's on a, it's Eventbrite is the is the platform we use for ticketing. Uh, but yeah, MedicNowFoundation.org. That's and you're, where you. Yeah. You're also still looking for sponsorships too. Yes, we uh, business sponsorships ships would be great. Uh, it helps cover the, the food costs, and then all the money can go into the pockets of our military families and service members, which, by the way, we did a third-party audit this past year. Mike did that on his own, and 93% of our funding went into the pockets of veterans and military families. So Very good. Uh, so, yeah, we need business sponsorships. We need table leaders as well to get to reserve tables, which they can do. They, they can email me, nick at medicnowfoundation.org, and reserve a whole table. Bring your family and friends. Will you uh, Will you please uh, preempt the show uh, with your pre- uh, uh, of, of that old dance you used to do of the Nick Morganelli dance with the weather? I, it was I, the mark- I, if one, there's time, one. I'll be happy to do that for you. <laughs> one, Nick, two, Nick, three, Morganelli. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. That's some good wow. times there, So pal. now you just dated yourself yeah. there, oh, my hey, friend. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've been a big fan of you for years. <laughs> years I and know, years. I know. Thank you very much, The Steve. event is on November 4th at uh, the Elks Lodge, Tiffany Street in Springfield, and Nick Morganelli, Mike Duggan from the Medic Now foundation great to see you best of luck thank you so much much, everybody it's 757 with bax and nagel on rock 102 and now bax's view from the couch brought to you by rocky's ace hardware outdoor power headquarters steel ego and craftsman rocky's outdoor power trifecta hey good morning sports fans how the heck are you well folks that's it The 2022 Boston Red Sox season is mercifully over. And while there are a few highlights along the way, including two separate seven-game winning streaks and a three-game winning streak to close out the season, none of it means jack squat when your team comes in dead last. How bad did things get? Well, let's just say the Red Sox finished the season with 78 wins, 84 losses, good enough to put them 21 games out of first place. Now, on the positive side, out of all the last place teams in Major League Baseball, the Red Sox finished with the highest winning percentage of 481. That's still terrible, but it's less terrible than some of the others. So what was the problem? Some of it had to do with the pitching. Let's take a look at some of these ERAs. 5.72, 5.83, 5.56, 5.07. Was the Red Sox starting rotation really that bad? No, because those are the ERAs in the starting rotation of the Colorado Rockies, who had the worst pitching in baseball. However, the Red Sox pitching was so lousy, those numbers almost seemed plausible, didn't they? You're damn right they did. That's because the Red Sox finished with the 25th worst pitching in baseball. And that is no way to finish when you're sporting around a $223 million payroll of dead weight and disappointment. So while there are eight teams looking to enjoy their postseason matchups, the Red Sox have some very important decisions to make, first of which includes how not to suck in 2023. They also have to decide who to bring back and who to let go. And of course, those are all difficult decisions. Nevertheless, I'd like to point out that it's been a full four years since the Red Sox have won a World Series championship, and I, as a lifelong Red Sox fan, find that to be completely intolerable. In fact, it's unacceptable. It's not like any of us has another 86 years to wait around for another one. We want to see some results, and we would like to see them happen immediately because we shouldn't have to endure another crappy season like this one ever again. But hey, end of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You see those leaves all over your yard? You say, wait here, suckers. I'm going to tear over to Rocky's for a rake and a leaf blower and take care of you, th- you guys. You can get all that stuff to clean up your yard for fall with tools that you bought at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Billy Idol with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Jeez, I said it. Oh, you did Came it. Out. Oh, my God. You know what? God. We're just talking about this last night yeah. at the Big Bonk and Smoke. Someone mm-hmm. says, hey, how come you haven't said it yet? I said, I don't know. It just happens. Well, I like. see. You jinxed you. Yeah. Hey, uh, on the line with us uh, right now, it's uh, Scott Zolak. How you doing, Scott? Hey, how you doing? You're on the air live yes. right now. Yes, we finally got What's you. What's up, guys? <laughs> What's going on, <laughs> Not man? too much. Man, I'll tell you what, I don't know how you feel, but I could not be more excited about the Bailey Zappi era of the New England Patriots. So you, you got the Zappi fever too, then? Everyone's got the Zappi fever. We've all been zappified. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> I've had a zappectomy so far. So, Yeah, I think we're all pretty surprised by it. You know, the situation he got thrust into, backed up on your own four-yard line, Lambeau filled your first snaps. That's actually the first game he even dressed out in. Uh, he didn't even dress out in the three prior. So uh, we were pretty surprised by it. It gives you a, a, a puncher's chance this week against the Lions. You know, I mean, the, you think about it. I mean, you, you're, Mac Jones goes out with a leg injury. Brian Hoyer goes out with the with a, a, with a concussion. And now you have this kid that has been virtually untested, goes out 23 years old, and nearly beats the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. That would be hard. I mean, that was that would have been a hard task for Hoyer, who's got 14 years under his belt. But you have a, a, a kid like this who's played a, a couple of downs in, in preseason, and that's really all he can he can say about his entire pro career. And you know what? He didn't play bad for a kid that was thrust into an impossible situation. Yeah, he, he did what he had to do, and I think the, be, the best thing he had was a great running game. You know, when, when you can run the ball the way they did and – you know, Rodgers was not good in that first half. That was about as bad as you, you've ever seen Aaron. And uh, he finally got going in the second half, but he made enough plays to keep him close into the fourth quarter, and you had the ball to 50 in overtime with a chance to win. All you needed was a field goal, and uh, kind of where it fell apart for them. But um, I thought he played really well. You know, the uh, the thing that's uh, that's been talked about a lot in the last couple of weeks and with you know, with Brian Hoyer just kind of uh, you know puts it into perspective for Patriots fans You've been reading an awful lot about concussions and how you know teams are managing, uh, you know these kinds of in- injuries with you know Tua in in Miami. I mean that poor guy. You know, I mean you know laid out with just you know days in between. You know it it, it just this to me it just it goes to show that we either we're not taking it seriously enough or we just don't understand the ramifications of these kinds of injuries. Yeah, it, it's tough because. You know, bottom line, football players want to play. And you're going to do everything you can to get out there in the field. And I think there's a fine line between between being smart and being tough. You know, um, just because you want to be tough doesn't mean you always have to get out there and do it. And the NFL needs to clean this up. There's no doubt about it. There's no reason the kid should have played four days after what you witnessed down in Miami on Sunday. Um, the funny thing is they were terminated out a back injury. Which is ridiculous. Well, I mean, you, know, you, so you, that, you saw him. On, you saw him on the field. He stands up and he, you know, he collapses again. That's not a back injury. That's, I mean, any any anyone with absolutely no medical experience at all can tell you it ain't his back that's the problem. Yeah, everybody knows that, I, and that's the that's the funny thing. And everybody makes fun, not makes fun, but gets pissed that Belichick doesn't give you any in, injury information. And this is the reason why, you know, because you have a guy like Mike McDan- Mike McDaniel that goes to the podium. It starts with the back injury, and you know he had spasms and this and that. Like that's too much detail the other way. You know, keep everybody guessing. Um, you know, less information is more is is the best thing to do. And 
Bill's been doing that for years. That's why he does the day-to-day thing, and eh, we'll see what happens. No it, reason to tell the other team what the hell you're doing. It, you know, moving forward, I would imagine that every team is kind of trying to reassess what they do, and the NFL is probably putting the screws on each team to uh, you know, follow protocol and be, maybe even be more uh you, you know vigilant bill belichick said this week that he's you know that he's a he's taking guys off the field even though they've cleared concussion protocol just to protect these guys yeah we've had we've had a bunch of guys come through here and they're really good here um you know that's one thing bill bill won't mess with you know you, you go back to the history with ted johnson where he was sort of pushed through some things um and it really affected him later at the end of his career um I think organizations learn from, you know, past doings. That's not to say they did anything bad. Um, I remember Parcells, you know, you get hurt on your own time. Don't get hurt on my time. There's always the pressure to play. Like, if you don't yeah. play, you're going to lose your job. If you guys don't show up and do your show in the morning, someone's going to come in, you're going to lose your job. <laughs> you know? That's why. That's the reason right. we get up every morning. Wait, wait. have you been talking to somebody? Yeah, who, <laughs> who <laughs> no, you been talking I'm to? Not I'm not moving. No, I'm not moving to Western Mass. No way. No, I, I understand. Hey, believe me, we understand. But it's just you know, you know I know I know people who have had you know these kinds of injuries from from playing sports and you know what people don't realize is you know we're not just talking about you know the 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 concussion industry injuries that they sustain in the pros you know they're sustaining these injuries in college in high school in pop Warner games I mean you're talking about some guys who go through an entire football career with multiple concussions most of which don't get reported and when they do it's almost too late. And you can, you can. Yeah, that's a tough thing. Yeah, that, that's really the tough. That's really a tough thing. Is like you could get dinged and really think, okay, I don't have a concussion because I'm not knocked into next week. You could have multiple small concussions that are worse than that one big one that you know that you saw two had, where the fingers are sort of all contorted. Um, you know, I coach a pop Warner team. We had a kid two weeks ago that had one, and he's he's still out. Mm. You know, but we're not we're not going to play him until you know doctors clear him. So. I think there's a bigger awareness now, especially at the youth level and the high school level, which should help these kids when they get to the college and when they get to the pros. So, with the Patriots now down to one healthy quarterback, uh, I know they they signed Garrett Gilbert to the practice squad. He's he's been uh, signed to the practice squad with the Patriots before. Uh, is he going to be is he going to be suiting up for for a backup position, or what, you know, what are they going to oh, do? Yeah. See, if, if I had to bet my house, I would say there's no reason to have Mac stand there for three hours on a sore ankle like he practiced yesterday he looked better than he did last week it still doesn't look perfect so i think the fact that you had zappy play well gives you the luxury here with a couple games to get him right and yeah gilbert will suit up gilbert will be the backup on sunday that's what i think now that might all change and hey who knows what mac will do but um i do think zappy's going to start gilbert will be the backup all right uh can we change gears here sure yeah uh, do you know uh, how familiar are you with the, uh, the the Patriots Hall of Fame there at Patriots Place? Pretty good. I got my voice all over it. You see this guy? Do you see this guy that's suing uh, the Hall of Fame, the New England Patriots Hall of Fame? What the hell for? Well, well, I'm getting it from TMZ Sports because that's where I get all my hard hitting <laughs> sports information from. But this guy, his name is Daniel Vitale, and he says in a new lawsuit uh, that back in early 2020, he acquired a flag that had been autographed by the GOAT, Tom Brady. And then he yeah. said, he called them and I said, hey, do you want to put this on display? Uh, you know, as part of your uh, as part of your display, and they said yes. Well, he get he wants the fl- he wanted the flag back. He gets the flag back, 
and the autograph is f- faded on it, and they show a before and after picture. It's almost like somebody put this thing through a washing machine. So now he's suing the Hall of Fame because he says, hey, you screwed me out of like a, at least a million dollars because yeah. the the autograph isn't the same. <laughs> now, he's, he's obviously not a big collector because I do collect also, and I've had autographs that fade. It, it all depends on, on what type of pen you used at the time. Right. And what's the material you're signing? Is it a white white sided football or is it a dark sided football? Are you using a silver pen, a black pen? It, um, yeah, this, I don't know. It even, all depends, man. Yeah, I don't know what uh, what Tom used when he signed this flag back, and it was uh, it was from two thousand. Uh, when did uh, two thousand? It was two thousand one. So Jeez. yeah, so it was you know his first year, Brady's first year. He gets he signs yeah, his flag. Year. Yeah, and um, he's got. It looks like it's fit. It looks like somebody put a washable marker on it and then threw it in the washing machine. I believe machine. it. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. I, I got items like that. They fade over about twenty years. Sure, yeah, twenty years. Still worth something. Sure. Hey, did you? Yeah, say- he's got. He's got no argument there. Uh, I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to get what he wants. Well, can, can I send you a few items that uh, you could have signed for me by not only you, but uh, other former teammates that I could cash in you on someday? my autograph. I can get other guys. I'll get the Ben Coates autograph. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, there. Yeah. Perfect. Hey, I'm sure you saw this uh, this video from uh, from Monday night between the uh, the Rams and the 49ers. This, yeah. This dude that runs onto the field and gets laid out by, uh, by Bobby Wagner from the Rams. Oh, yeah. This guy, I don't know if you saw this, apparently has filed a police report uh, saying that he was uh, that he was assaulted on the field. If you're running on the field like a jackass yeah. and you get laid out, uh, it ain't it ain't your it ain't somebody else's fault that you get hurt. <laughs> you're See, this, you're this, screaming this, this for it. This is the way I look at it. This, this is the way I look at it. You go swimming in the ocean, you get bit by a shark. You ain't suing the shark. Don't get in the water with the sharks. That's what football players are. <laughs> football players are the sharks on the field. That's their arena. You want to go on there and you want to be an a hole. I was rooting for Bobby Wagner, hundred percent. I mean, that's probably yeah. the best hit he's had all season. <laughs> oh, great hit, nice low. That's way. That's textbook hit. Yeah, put, that, I, put got, that in the uh, on the video. Yeah, I don't even think he would have gotten a flag for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know what the penalty is for that kind of infraction, but I, I say, you know, give that give the guy a raise. That was a good solid hit. That guy's still hurting. He's still, what, what is today? Thursday? He's still hurting for Monday. <laughs> he's going to be hurt for a long time. But he's an animal <laughs> right, He's an animal rights activist. And, uh, oh, good for him. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of a better way to, to, to prove your cause than to run out on a, on a football game with, uh, with, a, can, with a can of, uh, of pink smoke and then getting hit on, by, a, by a linebacker. Good for you. Good. Yeah, I, I really root for those type of people. That, that really makes me fight for the cause. Yeah. It does. Bobby Wagner. It does happen, though. I mean, it happens quite a lot, and it, it's it's interesting how like the the networks typically don't show it anymore. I mean, they used to. Like, they'll they'll have the camera follow the guy all over the place, but now they yeah. just ignore it. I mean, like it's a, it's in a way to just to, to you know dissuade people from trying it themselves. That's the point. That's the point. They don't want any. So yeah, so uh, the take the Patriots are taking on Detroit this uh, this weekend. You look at their uh, their schedule, and I don't know how you can look at this and not say, "All right, there's got to be at least three wins in the next couple of weeks." I mean, I mean between the Lions, the Browns, the Bears, and the Jets, yeah. they got to come up with at least three wins out of that. Yeah, I don't think you have a choice. I think you got to go on a run here. You know, whether it's three, four, five games. You know, they did this last year too. They were one and three last year. They ripped off seven in a row, but 
you know, these type of teams, the way it's set up, not great quarterbacks uh, coming in or, or places that you're going to play at. So you're going to avoid Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. You'll get Jacoby Brissett. Now's the time to go on your run to get to right the ship. And if that doesn't happen this next month, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. I would think so. This is this is a this is a real crucial part of the schedule. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, Scott. It's good to talk to you. We'll uh, we'll talk to you All next right, week. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you next week. All right, Scott Zolak, brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. It's eight twenty-two with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. It's uh, eight twenty-five with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. Uh, it's going to be a really nice day today. Sunny and a high of 74. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 75. It is 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, I want to mention that uh, I'm going to be at uh, the Muddy Oktoberfest tomorrow from 5.30 to 7.30 at the uh, the Student Prince right there in Fort Street. It's going on uh, tomorrow night and Saturday. Festivities kick off with the annual tapping of the keg. I'll be there for that. And the party keeps going on with uh, trailer trash tomorrow night. Uh, and allegedly, I'm going to be playing one song with Trailer Trash tomorrow night. Which so, song? Um, the Four Non Blondes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, what's up? What's up? What's going on? Yeah, that's the. Apparently, I'm playing that. I've been practicing it all week, hoping I don't screw it up. But it's not a real hard song, so if it doesn't sound great, it's only because I'm woefully out of practice. So, but it'll be fine. It'll be a lot of fun. There'll be all kinds of authentic German beers there, brats, burgers, and more. Also, stop by the Rock 102 uh, table. Your chance to win some great prizes. It's tomorrow, 5.30 to 7.30, uh, when we'll be down there at the Mighty Oktoberfest of the Student Prince in Springfield from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, how much practice have you been doing for this? Uh, let's see. Uh, yesterday, I ran through the song three times. The day before, two times. And uh, I, think, uh, I think Tuesday, I did it twice. All right, you ready? We'll practice now. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do with that now, Steve. Wait, no, no, just turn it up. Uh, on what? Uh, uh, my my computer here. Yeah, I got yeah. it. Yeah, okay. I'm not hearing. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah, this is the good one. Yeah, I know. It's um, it's not terribly complicated. Who's singing the vocals? Trailer trash. Yeah, but uh, is there a female uh, no. guest? No, it's not. Huh. They I used to it. love this song. Ready? Keeping time and cats and boots and cats and boots and. Can you turn it up a little bit on your hand? For a destination. Yeah, I can't believe you're gonna be playing this. Yeah, it's real complicated. The world was made up of us, brotherhood of man. Oh, whatever that means. I've gotten really good at this part. Uh, yeah, so this is this what is I'm... This is like the easiest drumming... <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I mean, it, it, you know, there's a crescendo towards the end. But yeah, it's not real complicated. What's going on? It's uh, 829. News is next to Rock 102. Here's your what? 
831 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Behold, a section of I-91 in Franklin County has reopened after being closed for a portion of the morning commute. Okay. We're just hearing about this now. It happened at 530 in the morning. I-91 southbound was shut down between exit 43 in Greenfield and exit 35 in Waitley before 5.30 a.m. Traffic was diverted off the highway onto Route 5 southbound. That highway was reopened around 6.40 a.m. Massachusetts State Police uh, Lieutenant Paul Sullivan said uh, a tanker truck by the way station, by the way station, uh, in uh, South Deerfield was leaking medical-grade oxygen from a valve, and the truck has a flat tire. The truck uh, was moved to the way station, and the roadway was reopened. No injuries were reported. Wow, that's uh, well, it's oxygen. How dangerous can it be? It's like air. It's pretty oxygen. Uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty dangerous. Yeah. It's air. How uh, dangerous can air be? Well, oxygen happens to be just one component of air, and if I'm not mistaken, it can be quite combustible. Oh, you and your chemistry classes. Yeah, I don't know what and I'm your, talking about, uh, actually. Elements in your uh, periodic tables. I actually got a, a, a periodic table tattooed on my chest, so in case I ever need to look at like the uh, the atomic weights of any of the uh, of the elements, it's right yeah. there in front of me. I just have to look into a mirror and reverse the, uh, the information. Oh, is that how it works? Yes. Uh, Springfield police had to close down a street after a utility pole fell down. This is uh, Newberry Street in the Liberty Heights neighborhood. The street was closed overnight while crews worked to repair the pole. No word yet on what might have caused the pole to come crashing down. It says 22 News will provide you with updates when new information is available. Uh, no new information has been available in the last couple hours. because We did this story at 630. Mm. <clears throat> um, again, get, uh, was the pole snapped? Did, did it look like something crashed into it? This like, one of these uh, situations well, where somebody grabbed the pole out of the ground and smashed it? For all the times, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. uh, maybe Dom Dom did that. I could see that. Yeah, came over to, uh, he said, uh, you know what? You people have been uh, have been really grinding my gears over here in this Liberty Heights neighborhood. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock your lights out. And then he picks the pole up with his pinky. Didn't you say throws uh, it into the air and throws it down on the ground? Didn't you say last night that uh, Mayor Dom Dom plays uh, Jenga with Stonehenge? That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I can totally a, see him getting aggressive. Yeah, but he uh, he did that whole uh, light pole in the sky with his pinky. He just picked it up with his <laughs> pinky, and then he smashed it down on the ground and went Dom Dom smash. <laughs> He's not normally the kind of mayor that goes around town looking to destroy. Uh, but to create, well, yeah, that's the, he's he brings people together. That's what he does. That's the truth. Ward two, uh, Holyoke City Councilor Wilmer Puelo Mota, Mota, Mota. Wilma, get me out of this crazy thing. Wilma. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. I just uh, I just transposed the Flintstones and Jetsons together. So my my, my mistake. Wilma. <laughs> But he's been brought up on child pornography charges. <laughs> I knew there was something creepy about that knucklehead. <laughs> Your kazoo. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. No. Hey, dum dum. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dum dum. <laughs> There's problems here, Flintstone. He's got to wear an ankle monitoring bracelet. Hey, Fred, there's problems in the neighborhood. 
Honey, you are a nincompoop. <laughs> a judge in Kent County uh. Superior Court had continued the case until November 9th, but no other actions were taken. Puelo Mota returned to the city council Tuesday night after a judge ruled that the body cannot dismiss him until he is convicted of a crime. In a statement to uh, 22 News, Mayor Josh Garcia said, I have faith in the legal system. Justice will prevail. In the meantime, my focus is on the day-to-day management and enforcement of our city charter that our citizens expect. Anything else is politics. 22 News has contacted the office of the Rhode Island Attorney General for more information on the court case, but didn't hear back. Right. Yeah. Yabba dabba don't. Yeah, but de- yeah, <laughs> buddy, you're ordered to stay within uh, 500 feet away from the Rock Elementary School. Hey, Fred, am I going to have to wear a GPS ankle bracelet on uh, the on the bus? Oh boy, <laughs> you know they're going to do a quarry check on you. <laughs> quarry check. You see what I did there? <laughs> I did see that. You might not be boy. Welcome back to the Water Buffalo Lodge now, <laughs> yeah, Bonnie. With with your new status, but Fred, I'm the Grand Poobah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't go any further. No, you can't with that. No. Uh, energy prices. <laughs> energy prices are expected to rise this winter, and some people may be looking for other sources of heat to avoid that high energy bill. However, fire officials are reminding homeowners to practice safety when heating their home. Homeowners says what? Yeah. What? Oh, I man, did it, got you it, did it to me. Gotcha. You may be thinking it's time to use the fireplace, especially after taking a look at your energy bill this winter. But before you do, local fire departments are reminding you to keep warm and keep safe. If you're going to use an alternative heating source like a wood stove or a space heater, you want to follow all safety precautions. That's according to West Springfield Fire Lieutenant uh, William Spear. Here's some helpful tips. You ready? Keep yeah. anything that can burn at least three feet from anything hot like a fireplace or a furnace. Oh, so I can't warm my couch up by putting it next to the fireplace? You might not want to do that. If you're burning wood pellets wood pellets <laughs> or coal, make sure you have a chimney and flue professionally inspected and cleaned first. I don't want the flue in my house. No, Woody does. Uh, when burning, use a screen to keep embers inside. You know, that's a big one. Because a lot of people don't uh, don't have a fire screen in front of their fireplace. <clears throat> you know, and sometimes like an ember will like uh, will jump right out at you. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, <sighs> house is gone. You don't want to be that guy. No, I'm telling you, house fire is one of my biggest fears. That's one of your big bugaboos. It is my big bugaboo. Like having uh, sex with old ladies and bear traps. I don't know. I kind of like the old lady thing, but uh, the bear traps, yes. And nobody likes that either. About that, but uh, yeah, it's one of my biggest fears. I, to wake, you know, when I walk around the house like like an old man. Uh, telling, hey, get this stuff out of the hallways mm-hmm. because uh, it's ingrained into my head. If you wake up, if you're awoken even by your smoke detector, but the house is filled with smoke, it takes a very long time sometimes for those smoke detectors to actually go off. Sure. And if you're, if the whole house is uh, nothing but a smoke screen, right? And you wake up at let's say two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, and you're disoriented. You don't know. You're not going to be able to know how to get out of your own house because you can't see anything. Well, you know, this is uh, Fire Safety Month, yeah. as you're uh, quite well aware. Right. It's important to have a plan. Uh, you know, furnaces, heaters, wood stoves are all firing up. That's why you should go to Rockies for smoke detectors, carbon monoxide detectors, and fire extinguishers. Get instant savings with your Ace Rewards card. Fires happen. Protect yourself. Go to Rockies Ace Hardware. 
Was that, uh, did they pay for that? In a manner of speaking, they did. They did now. They did now. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> hey. Uh, and use a metal bucket to clean ashes from the stove after giving it a proper amount of time to cool down. So make sure before you clean the ash hole out of your stove mm-hmm. uh, that it cools down. Always. nobody wants a hot ash hole. No, and you don't want the one that's filthy. You should always clean it at every season. Well, I mean, different strokes for different folks. Back, some do like a filthy uh, ash hole, right? But um, they're but they're they're dangerous if not cleaned properly. Yeah. Now, if you get uh, some moisture in there, mm-hmm. you definitely don't want a leaky uh, ash hole. Agreed. Yeah, because that, that's uh, going to be bad for your stove. You can't you can't get you can't get that kind of stuff in there. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want stuff lodged in there. That's why you gotta you gotta take uh, take a tool and uh, and clean it out. I'm sorry, I'm still focused on uh, Fred Flintstone trying to avoid uh, how to become a level three sex offender. <laughs> you know, my, Bonnie, it's all a big misunderstanding. What do you say, Fred? You, you know, my lawyer is trying to get me off. <laughs> Much like the way I was trying to. Uh, let's see. Last month, uh, the founder of Patagonia donated uh, the entire company, which is worth $3 billion, to fight climate change. In a new poll, 60% of Americans were happy to hear that, while 19% disapprove. What happened to the other 20%? They don't care. <laughs> so what should billionaires do with their wealth? The poll asked people what they think owners of large private companies should do with their company after they die. The most popular answer was leave the company to their heirs. 66% of people said that's a good idea. Or you could just leave the profits to me. I will take care of the company. Yeah. I will take care of a company by closing its doors and keeping all the money. I think you do a marvelous job with with the company that makes sweaters and pullovers. Why not? Yeah, you could you could handle that kind of job. Yes, by closing up the company and keeping all the money. Yes, that's you how do you do that it. Too. Or, or selling it. <laughs> See, there you go. Now you're now you're leveraging that business. Uh, the other t- the other top answers were turning the company into an employee owned co op. Please <laughs> do that. You don't want to leave it on the hands of normal people. Uh, transferring ownership to a trust that benefits uh, philanthropic 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 Philip. No, that's the you're no no you're thinking of that uh, that symphony uh, that does the no 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 Steve that's phil that's uh <laughs> that's philharmonic oh yeah yeah you're thinking of the drummer from uh from uh, Genesis no, no no that's uh Phil Collins you're thinking of the guy that owns uh, the Center Square Grill down here no 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 that's Phil Collin. Bill Collin. Bill Collin. No, you're right. thinking of that drink that people drink uh, with uh, vodka. No, 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 Steve. That's Tom Collins. No, you're thinking of the guy <clears throat> that used to host that daytime talk show on TV uh, and got arrested for a DUI eventually. No, I think that's still Tom Collins. No, no, no. That's Gary Collins. I think we're a little rusty on this game. I think we're yeah, we're way behind. I think we're going to have to practice. We have a we have a guest coming in here in just a few minutes. Uh, Nate Costa from the uh, Thunderbirds will be here with us in uh, just 
about four minutes or so. It's 8.43, and that's the news on Rock 102. It's 8.46 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Wait a second. I thought you were going to play a song. I thought (laughs) you were going to play the fabulous Thunderbirds. Yeah, I I thought about that, but then I also thought, you know, I'd rather spend time talking with Nate Costa from the Thunderbirds. It's good good to see you, pal. (laughs) Nice to see you guys. Absolutely. So uh, tell us what's going on. First of all, preseason? Yeah, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Man. It seems like we were just here talking, right? Well, like, it was I mean, only June. It was the end of June. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's been uh, a couple weeks um, yeah. of, of off season. So, yeah, first preseason game tomorrow night against the Providence Bruins at the Mass Mutual Center. So um, hockey's back. You know, I, I, uh, I heard on the commercial that you guys ran that the, they're referring to themselves now as the P Bruins. But everybody in Providence still calls them the Baby Bruins. Yeah. The everybody baby does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we I think we have so much copy in those commercials that we're trying to we're trying to get it down as much as we can. <laughs> yeah, so, right. <laughs> but uh, man, you, you want to talk about you know it, it it's a, it, it's remarkable to me right now because people are are so proud of what that team accomplished last season that I don't recall there ever being so much anticipation for a Springfield hockey season like there is right this very moment. People are jacked up. For the for hockey this year, it's unbelievable. Yeah, you can you can feel it a little bit. I mean, especially in my time, you know, um, we we definitely feel it. You know, the the sales since the end of the season have been fantastic. We're up to, I think it's like thirteen fifty full season tickets. And when we took over in two thousand sixteen, we were at three hundred and fifty. So we've grown it really? by about a thousand. Wow. We're first in the league in new full season sales this year, so people are definitely rallying around us, and uh, they're excited. You know, like I mean, we were way ahead of pace for opening night and. Um, you know, it, we've got a lot of returners. It should be it should be a really similar uh, experience this year. You know, and and is uh, is St. Louis uh, adding good players this year? I mean, there, there's some good prospects right now. Well, the the cool part is we've got a bunch of guys coming back. So we've got 18 guys coming back. Our captain Tommy Cross coming back, and a, and a bunch of the guys that people would be used to seeing. And then also they went out and retooled us. So they went out and got the, the leading scorer in the AHL, uh, Martin Furk. He's still up in St. Louis, but we're anticipating him being here. Um, and you know, a couple other guys that, you know, it's such a night and day difference to Florida to where they're really investing in us. And you can see on the ice, obviously getting to the Eastern, you know, finals isn't a fluky thing. The the blues have been great to us. Yeah. Yeah. So getting that far into the season, does that, is it just like, you know, football where you get, uh, well, round picks and things like that when you're, when you're picking players, is it similar to that or is it, what's the process of you acquiring a new player or? Well, from a drafting perspective, it's yeah. based on the NHL where they finish, right? So where St. Louis finishes, and then we're kind right. of within that organization. Um, but they they have the whole free agent market, just like the NHL would. And um, you know, the the Blues have have stepped up. You know, like I mean, he he was a leading scorer, so they went and snagged him. They got a couple other veteran guys, which like that was a real difference maker last year for our for our club. You know, having the veteran presence and mixing it in with good prospects, like that's the key, and that's what we would had been screaming about for. Ever, you know, at the AHL level, that's what really has success. It's, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, winning winning helps development, and it, it really it really does uh, happen that way. This is uh, Nate Costa from the uh, Springfield Thunderbirds in the uh, in the studio. Opening night uh, is at home the uh, the fifteenth. It's uh, a week from Saturday uh, against Bridgeport. You guys have got a big event 
uh, planned yeah. for opening night. Tell yeah. us what you, what's going on. Well, you know, like we do every year, we're really trying to blow it out and celebrate last year's success. It'll be uh, the first time that uh, a team's going to raise a banner into the rafters at the Mass Mutual Center in a long time. So Eastern Conference Championship banner going up. Uh, we're going to have our block party over at Court Square again this year. So, um, you know, blowing it out with a band and, and you know, uh, food and, and awesome. games and all that stuff from four to six. And, you know, really trying to create a carnival atmosphere down there. I mean, I think fans can, you know, they know what to expect now with our organization and what yeah. we do. And, um, you know, we're doubling down. Like last year really put us in a position with the run to, to, to put our business in a really great financial uh, place. And, you know, now we're, we're trying to really invest in what we do on the on the other side of it, you know, the entertainment side and continuing to push the envelope on stuff that we're doing. Yeah, I, I don't know how much you can you can talk about what's being planned down in that area. I know the, the parking garage is down yeah. is you know being destroyed. Got a brand new one coming up there. It's going to be pretty cool. Is there much you can tell us right now about what's being planned or is it too soon? Well, I think some of it's already out there. Yeah. You know, like the the there's some really exciting stuff that's going to happen. It's going to be a challenging year, I think, for not just me, but really a lot of downtown businesses um, by not having that place. But you know, MGM has stepped up tremendously to to really let us use their garage. Essentially, um, a lot of our fans are going there too, so they've been great partners. Um, but what it's going to be is going to be pretty pretty cool. I mean, state-of-the-art facility. They're looking at first-floor retail. Um, they've got a vision for Bruce Landon Way essentially becoming Yawkey Way, so it won't be, from what I hear, it wouldn't be a thoroughfare anymore. Like, it'll be it'll be closed on either side, so it'll be a walking space, and, you know, they're looking to activate what that empty lot is right next to that parking garage eventually. That, so That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. some really cool stuff, and it, it's, it's about you know, I think it's time, right? I mean, you know, I think we've proven that, you know, we can we can make downtown Springfield viable and, um, you know, people are coming down on game nights and they're going to bars and restaurants and like it was sorely needed, obviously, right? That thing was crumbling and yeah. all of us were holding our breath every single night. So to see it actually coming down is, well, when, is satisfying. When, when almost know? a third of the parking spots were, you know, closed off because it was an unsafe building. I mean, that was... L- that's yes. 20 yeah. years overdue. Yeah. Do, you, do you know how they're going to take that down? Or is it like a wrecking ball no, situation? It's coming down, it's coming it's down, down in like pieces now. Oh, it's, it's so half they down. They don't now. like blow it up or nothing. No, I mean, we it's were. We like thought if you Jenga. started doing it, the thing was going to come down anyway, like a giant <laughs> Jenga. But um, no, it, it, they're, they're taking it down in pieces. And it's, I mean, at least there's some movement there, you know, yeah. and, and that's the exciting part for us. Are you, uh, are you be. keeping pieces of it? Like they kept pieces of the Berlin Wall when that came down? <laughs> we should auction those yeah. off. Yeah, you. Sh- I'm yes. telling you, yes. that would be that would be one of these. We'll uh, have the extra- players sign the little pieces of scrap metal, and this uh, is what I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 So, so here's another thing I want to ask you about. Uh, as you know, the, the Mayflower Marathon is uh, has been moved to a new location, and we've talked about it ad nauseum. By the way, one more day for the Dave Miner Mayflower Marathon match uh, on Rock102.com. Having said that. Um, one of the things that has happened in this process of choosing a new venue and you know, trying to make this the best Mayflower Marathon we've ever had, I want to acknowledge and thank you specifically and the Springfield Thunderbirds for stepping up your game in a big, big way. I think mean, you know there's been a lot of organizations that have that have gotten involved, but I don't think there's been too many apart from from MGM and a few others that have stepped up in the way that that we have talked about over the last uh, you know, couple of weeks. So I, I don't know how much you're ready to talk about the specifics of this, yeah. but the, the Springfield Thunderbirds are going to be heavily involved 
in uh, in the Mayflower Marathon this year, and I'm super excited about it. Yeah, you know, like you said, we, we we wanted to step up. Obviously, we're a big part of the community as you guys are. That event has been something we've been involved in from the very beginning. And you know, when it when we heard about the news, Paul Picnelli and I got together and we said we've got to we got to be a part of this in some way. So we you know we did the best we can to put together a uh, you know a, a presentation to to try to get you know to to host it. But at the very least, we have a vision to be able to support this you know far beyond what we think we've ever done in the past. Um, and the whole idea around this will be, um, you know, we, we want to be a place to where fans can come on down and every game in November, they can bring down some canned goods and that you can you can participate and that hopefully we'll have a nice big donation to bring to the to the event during the three day span. Um, but then also, you do, know, do not throw the cans on the ice. No, yes, do no. not throw the cans on the ice. Please. Even so, though tuna fish right. does look like a puck. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, what the, the, the real vision was is to we have a game on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving and that, you know, will culminate with the end of the Mayflower Marathon and really use that as an extender um, to continue to raise money for the cause, which will be great. So essentially, you guys will get the chance to take over the game. It'll sort of be like a, you know, a Rock 102 themed and specifically uh, a Bax and Nagel theme. Awesome. Um, Ooh, and like then, uh, <laughs> you know, and 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 celebrate the success of this thing and, and bring more visibility to it and you know we'll be giving away tickets at mgm our partner over at mgm you know anybody bringing down canned good items you'll get a chance to get some tickets and yeah. really try to blow it out and, and make this um even a more special event because you guys have done such a nice job with this thing um we want to be there to support you in any way we can well, thank so. you and like i said you know the, from my own personal perspective i i'm 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 thrilled to have you guys be a part yeah of this and you know here and here's the other thing about it you know there there are also plans as this being a long term relationship with the Mayflower Marathon. We're not just talking about sure. you know the you know this year and the and the game on uh, on Wednesday night, but you know we're talking about other plans moving forward that are just as exciting and just as cool. So I mean it's 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 a really exciting partnership. We're we're everybody in this building is 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 buzzing about it. Just well, can't that's, wait. That's cool to hear. I mean, I think we we've set a precedent, especially with the Rays of Hope and Bay State Health. You yeah. know, we we've got a model where wearing a game jersey on the ice that night that's specific to the cause and auctioning that off to raise money. That's my vision for this moving forward. Is that you know working with you guys, working with your fans, your organization to create a cool jersey that we can wear every year, get this game every single year, the day before Thanksgiving, and make it an annual tradition where it's like the you know the culmination of those three days and a celebration of that success and and hopefully an opportunity for us to raise even more money um for the cause which is the end goal right like for this and to to uh, put some food in people's mouths yeah. uh, during a time of the year and that's I, really challenging again i can't stress enough how important it is for organizations like like, like yours and, and everybody in the community to help out and and, and come yeah. together for this this great cause and we do appreciate that yeah. so very much can i have ask one thing though can I please be like ridden out on the Zamboni on the ice so I can do a queen wave to everybody? <laughs> we'll, we will do whatever after you the marathon is over. I'll be like, yeah. yes, thank yeah. you, Actually, thank you to my people. Don't thank o- you. don't overpromise. I don't think yeah. you want us to do everything <laughs> okay. we want to do yeah, yeah. within reason. So right. tomorrow night preseason game against Providence. Yes, that's uh, that starts at seven oh five. Is it a sellout yet? Preseason, no, not uh, yet. But but regular season. Yeah, yeah, we're we're getting opener. on the cusp for our uh, sellout. We still have some tickets left for the opener, um, but that's going to sell out for sure. Everybody coming out to the game that night. I, I brought some for you guys. They'll get a little mini replica banner of what we're going to put up in the rafters, which is pretty cool. So, um, you know, that'll be another little carrot. And then we've got our our kids' opening night on Sunday, the the following day, um, and then we're off and running. That's um, awesome, awesome yeah. man. 
Well, looking, looking forward to it. It's going to be a good season. Well, it's great seeing you guys. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Nate Costa from the Springfield Thunderbirds. It's just about 8.58 on Rock 102.